that stuff. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 8. 80. I almost said 80 some. Well, hello and welcome to episode 90 of the usual podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, after trailer time, post trailer time, is my co host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Hello, everybody. How you doing? I'm good. Good, man. We just watched a whole bunch of good trailers. Hello, trailers. Hella trailers, and uh, you know those of us who were part of uh, the show on Twitch mm. really enjoyed that with us. And if you want to partake in that, and you're just listening to us now on the podcast, yeah, uh, you can check that out at Patreon.com/slash The Usual Podcast. Yeah, man, and um, we're giving that away as a cool little nugget, you know. Um, and it may or may not be on Twitch, depending on if I can work Twitch, but it's okay. Uh, and we're just sitting here and news- uh, enjoying our usual frosty beverages, which I imbibe most of mine during trailer time. Yeah, so you did. It'll be a fun show. Uh, what are you drinking, dude? Uh, I am drinking a nice, refreshing Stella Artois. Indeed. Uh, I, on the other hand, um, I was thinking of you, honestly. I was in the store, and um, it's going to get weird. I was in the store thinking of you, and, uh, oh, God, I wasn't doing anything weird. Um, but I was thinking, uh, what am I going to drink for this week? And I'm standing in, the, I always like to buy these lovely 22-ounce deals for the show since it, you know, it stretched the whole thing. And I, I was like, well, Firestone's on sale. Why would I not get a Firestone? And, uh, the impetus of this show, you know, has to do with our time in San Luis Obispo, which yes. is where Firestone is based from, based out of. So, um, yeah, well, that's where the Firestone restaurant is. Right. The brewery is in Paso Robles, which is where my brother lives. But it is Hello, Central Bobo, Coast. If you're still here. But it's, you know, Central Coast Brewing Company. Um, again, I was thinking of you. I was thinking of the show. And, um, when it's on sale, why would I not drink, uh, Double Jack, which is a double IPA at nine and a half percent from Firestone Walker Brewing Company based out of Paso Robles, California? Ironically enough that the restaurant and the beer are actually connected in some way because the brewery is owned by the Firestone family. Indeed. Obviously out of the San Inez Valley. And they are descendants of the Firestone Tire Company icons, yeah. right? Um, whereas the Firestone restaurant in San Luis Obispo, the reason why it's called Firestone is the building it occupies is a former Firestone tire store. Interesting. I was wondering about that. Um, my brother and I stopped at the Firestone brewery for the first time on the way down uh, a few months ago oh, when we were really? going down to Pasadena. Uh, food was great. I had, I tried like, I wasn't driving. I tried like five beers. <laughs> it was delicious. Nice. Anyway, uh, enough about that. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitch Rating, Google Play. So if you see us on those things, give us a positive rating. Like us, share us, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we do have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a SWOTOR player or fan, you can skip to our Star Wars or pop culture sections. And there's plenty of stuff this week for sure since we missed last week and um yeah man if you're not watching live it's all good but those of you watching live thank you for being in the chat room you're amazing people absolutely thanks for joining us and um look let's uh so shout out to the chat room of course and i'm gonna try to watch the chat i'm gonna kind of leave it to you but we're, we're gonna try to watch the chat as best we can um but feel free to throw stuff out there and and we'll throw it in the show Let's start with our shout-outs, dude. Yeah, we had two brand-new patrons this week. Actually, we had one directly after our last live show. Which um, was a trip. It was a trip. And actually, thank you to uh, my brother, um, Steve, for becoming a patron. 
he's he's a good guy. He is a great guy, and uh, I haven't seen him. I don't. I, I haven't seen him uh, <laughs> in quite a while. But um, you know, I don't say it enough. But I love him. Yeah, and uh, uh, me as well. And thank you, Steve, for supporting the show. We appreciate. It. Thanks for tuning into live show. If you're still in the chat, um, you, you're 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 a good guy, dude. And I'm glad you're there. And I know you. Don't, I know you're not a big Spotor guy, but. Thanks for being here anyway. But he he does love Star Wars. And that's important. And he and his son both love Star we Wars. We got some fun Star Wars stuff today. We do have some fun Star Wars stuff. Uh, the other person we'd like to thank is our brand new patron as of today, uh, or yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, and his name is Cameron Campbell, and I yep. believe he's from Iowa. And uh, you can find him on Twitter at hashtag Camp the Cam, or at Camp the Cam. Yeah. Uh, so thank you. Uh, if I haven't done so already, I will do so. I know I did. I know I sent Steve a message. I haven't sent one to Cameron yet. Maybe I have. I don't know. If you can't see the previous posts as a patron, uh, I will send you a direct message uh, to a link to the patron Dropbox. So you get our um, blooper reels and any other special content, including the very first, as of this week, our first trailer time patron exclusive. Very cool. So yeah. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, before we get into SWOTOR, uh, we have our contest that we've been running that we were going to announce last week, which is hashtag SWOTOR superhero. Yep. And I, and, and we apologize again for not, uh, recording last week, but here we are this week for episode 90. What better time to announce our winners? We've already picked them all out. Uh, we all have the prizes. What we'll do is we will announce all of that at the end of our SWOTOR section, which should be in about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> so so good yes good hey so all uh, right <laughs> all right let's go to uh star wars Yoda public my friend i'm ready blew it you want to fight it i'm ready you do not have to stand against me instead i will share all of this with you if you will only kneel chat room's cracking me up all right let's uh let's get to star wars republic dude um the the only community shout out i have and i and knowing me i'll forget that i said this and i won't put in the show notes but i was just listening to uh the slow tour escape podcast uh today okay and their latest episode is actually kind of cool um given the galactic command system and uh, all the changes they're making um and that kind of thing they focus this, their latest episode on gearing for alts via that system. Oh, okay, so cool. I thought it was kind of a really nice, easy, easily accessible way to, um, gear your alts. And like I said, what I've been doing is, um, making legacy sets that I can transfer back and forth. Yeah. But there are other ways to gear alts. So, so definitely check them out. They're a great podcast. Good guys, Max and Seam over there. So yes, they are great we, guys. We love those guys. So what have you been doing in the game this week? My friend? Um, I was actually able to log in this week uh, <gasps> for a couple hours. That was my um, shock face. I know, right? <laughs> it's um, been a yeah. Even though my Wi-Fi at home has been total crap lately. Mm. Um, and I had to delete it from my work computer because I needed more space on it for other programs that school needed. Indeed. Um, I was able to log in at home. Well, you had to delete it at work? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, because it takes like 30, 36 yeah, it's like, gigs. They've got to be close to 40 now. Yeah, and um, I, the space I have on my computer is like 38, so I just mm-hmm, couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't uh, defend having it on there. So anyways, I was able to play a little bit, and I, uh, as you know, I said the last couple times I played, I've been playing through the coffee chapters with my bounty hunter, and I was able to play a few more chapters of that. So I, I believe I'm up to chapter 13 with my bounty hunter. Nice, dude. Very cool. And the reason why I'm going through with that is because I uh, there's a couple of um, companions that I 
didn't uh, didn't recruit because okay. of the way my storyline goes with my main. Yeah. So like I don't have Zalek, I don't have um Skadge, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm gonna go through and just make sure I answer all the questions correctly to where I get all my companions on my bounty hunter. Cool man. Uh what did I do? Uh lots of wog nice. uh, the last two weeks. Um the latest run well not the latest run, the second to last run was a Xeno story mode, uh when the right, Gree event was going. Gree was going. Yeah, we got that through. Um and then we also did what did we do last week? Uh we did an E V run last week and we did E V sixteen man. Um and there was there was you know, I mean you haven't ran with us in a while, but there's those moments where you you feel like, you know what? It's not going to happen tonight. Let's just pack it up. <laughs> yeah. You, you can definitely, you can feel it in chat. You can feel yeah. it with the way people are doing their mechanics. Like I'm texting the wife. I'm like, we should be almost done. I, I'm about to give up. And, um, I died a lot. Um, you know, we worked through, but we worked through it and, and we got through it. Um, it took a while, but, we, but we got through it. And a 16 man run is always more difficult, but, um, but it's always fun running with my, my bog peeps. So a big shout out to them. So very cool. Um, any otherwise, all I really did was while I was, randomly doing other things I had a lot of grade and stuff to this week so really i was just kind of running um just grinding cxp so cool. i think i'm at i'm not at tier two yet but i'm pretty close as far as uh uh command ranks nice. so i'm pretty stoked about that very so, cool i'm um, there i i did want to really just uh, explain really quick about where i was last week and why we didn't have an episode oh yeah um seriously i you know i had a, a doc's for me yesterday last last thursday and everything was fine but i uh uh Shortly afterwards, I just, I started feeling like I just felt off. You never, you know, you have those days where you just feel off. Mm-hmm. And so I know, uh, it was a bummer for everybody, but I, I, I had to cancel and just luckily I did because about halfway through the time we would have been recording, a migraine just nailed me. And I was basically in bed from Thursday night to like Sunday morning. Yeah, it was not, good, not fun. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back. And in fact, we had dinner tonight. It was nice. Yes, we did. We finally got it. It was the first time in a, in a few weeks. Well, you know, with the wife had town and all the stuff we've been doing, we've been busy, but, yeah. um, but I'm glad we're here tonight and we have a great show and, and I'm stoked about it. So let's get through, um, some SWOTOR news. Uh, absolutely. So the last time we recorded, uh, we said something along the lines of there's going to be some announcements the next day, but <laughs> and now 13 days later. And now here we are, hella days later. Um, but uh, so I'm going to go through it super quickly. Most of you know all this stuff already. Um, but, uh, they made some announcements and the main thing had to do with, uh, tier one through three changes coming in 5.2. Um, so I'm just going to kind of very quickly go through some of this stuff just because if, you know, if you don't listen to any other Swotor podcasts, I mean, maybe you don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Um, so coming with 5.2, they're making changes now command, uh, crates work. And, uh, so the first thing is, as you go up in command ranks, they're going, so let's say when you get to tier two, you're not gonna have, uh, wait, hold on one second. Let's look at tier two and tier three as an example. So it says, right now, the approximation of gear for that is you get some green stuff, you get some blue stuff, and they, they detail the drop rates for those. And I have a link in the show notes for this. But after 5.2, um, the green stuff isn't gonna drop anymore. When you get to tier two and right. three, they're just, they're, it's going to be, um, well, it's kind of pointless at that point. A- agreed. And so their prototype stuff will be medium low. 
Artifact stuff will be medium high, and of course, legendary will be a medium drop rate. So the idea is they'll be able to get higher quality gear for your characters more consistently as you progress through each tier. And and for me, this makes a ton of sense, um, especially when it gets to um, and we'll talk about operations here in, in just a second. So um, I, I'm stoked about these changes. Like I said, I haven't um, I've been playing enough to get to any significant tier anyway. But you know, yeah, I'm still in tier one. Um, I am tearful because of that but <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing we talked about last week and that was our discussion topic the i i keep saying last week and i'm going to keep last saying episode i'm going to keep saying last week because that's just what i do that's what you do i'll say last episode so last episode uh we were right on the edge of them saying we're gonna have a hundred more command ranks they went back on that oh are you serious like literally the next day <laughs> and here we are upset. two weeks later no but they're doing it for a couple reasons so they're saying um, they're listening to us and they're saying, look, if you're going to keep getting crates at the same rate you would anyway at 300, because even at tier, even at command rank 300, you're still going to get crates, right? right? And so you're basically filling up a bar and you're getting a crate. You're just not advancing levels. So why give you a hundred more levels? Um, I think later on, this might bite them a little bit because if they want to change that, it is what it is. But tier four gear is still going to be a thing. And right. they're still going to keep that going. Um, so that's essentially what's happening. So they've decided to go back on that. Uh, ultimately, uh, you're still going to be getting tier four gear, right? Okay. Now, what if, say, you hit 300 now, mm. right? Between now and 5.2, all those crates that you earn. Well, that's still, the question. They're still tier three, right? It's when you get them. Is, and, and th- I have other ones. I have other links in here. It's, it's, you know, since last week, but, uh, people were asking about the drop rates. Um, they want an example. So I'll give you an example here. Um, they said, how can we know what's going on without drop rates? Right. right. So it says, uh, I understand. And they're that- talking like actual percentages instead exactly. of just medium low or medium high. Yeah, yeah. So Eric says, I understand there isn't full clarity without all the details, but let me see if I can get one step closer. He says, in the example from above, if there are three, uh, item grades in, uh, each with a medium dropish rate, medium ish drop rate, you can make, uh, you can infer that medium in the context means around 33% since there are three tiers. There's three, you know, relatively equal right. deals, right? So he says it's not actually 100% and it's subject to change, but, you know, he's just trying to help. I got you. Okay. Uh, and so there's that. Plus, um, people are asking about what's going to be coming in the actual crates, right? Um, and this is where we're getting closer to what you're saying. I'm leading up to that. Uh, I got clarification on what exactly changing the drop rates would be. And he says, after 5.2, the drop rate is determined when you get the crate or when you opened it. That's the question, right? And right. And that's what you're coming exactly. to. Exactly. So the final verdict is the drop rate is determined when you acquire the crate. So if you acquire it now, it's the tier three. Exactly. So he says, what is in the crate is determined when you open it. It has to do with, um, so it says the, the crate you got at rank 30 will always have the 30 drop rate in it, but you can still change the discipline. So if you want to, for example, on my tank main, if I want DPS gear to maybe give right, to an alt, I'll change the D- right. DPS and do that. Exactly. So. Uh, you know, that, that is what it is. If you're already at 300, you have a different issue than any of so us. So basically, have. he's saying that, um, the quality will never change, but the variability does. Say it again. The quality level will never change, but the variability of items can be changed. 
Indeed. Uh, and, and so it's not, no matter what, it's locked when you get the crate. Right. But if you want the contents to change, you have to, it depends exactly. on the discipline. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. So let's continue really quickly here. Uh, change to operation drops in 5.2. So, and, and some point of contention and all the shows that came out last week was essentially they're going back to their old system, honestly, with, when it comes to operations. So there's a whole list of things here, but in a nutshell, it says, um, if you haven't read it yet, we recommend you head over to this. And it says, uh, unassembled gear piece will now drop on each operation boss instead of having a chance to drop. Right. And at the same time, this means when you kill a boss in an operation, you will know exactly what's going to drop. This goes back to the old system. Exactly. And the second change is that bosses will no longer have a random chance to drop unassembled gear piece. Each boss in an eight-player operation will drop one piece, and the last boss will drop two. This number is doubled um, to two and four, respectively, for 16-man, right? Right. And the third change is they're introducing a new tier, tier four, of gear. Um, we need to ensure operation players have a way to acquire that gear directly. And... W- Tier four will only drop in master mode. And, and the follow up question to this is if that particular operation doesn't have a master mode, what will it drop? It's going to be tier three gear. Gotcha. Okay. It makes sense. Totally makes sense. I'm yeah. sure it's still going to cause an uproar in the ops community, but yeah, well, you know, it is what, what doesn't, it is. Right. I mean, everything causes an uproar. Um, and then there was some stuff with, uh, Oh, this was actually kind of funny. That fractured uprising. Remember we talked about that as an exploit right, where yeah. they were hopping around the boss and stuff like that. What's actually really funny is that uprising got nerfed <laughs> in the update, not this real most recent update, but the one before that, but it was unintentional. The 5.2 changes that were supposed to happen happened early. So That's funny. because that one doesn't take it. So ultimately what they're trying to do, guys, and, and, and again, I'm trying to keep this, you know, short because most people know this already in the community, but what they're really trying to do is keep they want to equalize um, time of play to equal a certain reward. So if it takes 10 minutes to run through fractured uprising with a group, um, that should be equal to 10 minutes of content um, in PVP or right, content yeah. in, Makes sense. you know, heroics or whatever. Yeah. So, you don't want, you don't want legendary gear to drop in something that takes 10 minutes when, you know, well, say long scum and villainy takes two hours or whatever. And again, I have been, Basically running that chapter two of coffee, which is going to get nerfed. Yes. Um, and, and I'm glad it's getting nerfed because I hate doing it, but I'm like, I don't have a lot of time. I'm so valuable. I can do it randomly on my other monitor while I'm doing other things. And it's like, oh, I'll just creep my way through this and I get a command level every single time I do it. Exactly. So, um, that's, that's the major thing here. So, so when does 5.2 drop? Uh, next month. Okay, so April-ish? I still have a month to uh, yeah, exploit episode Oh, two. no, I have plenty of time to farm uh, <laughs> Chapter 2. Um, yes, thank you, you know, for saying farm me. instead of exploit. <laughs> uh, well, we're not exploiting. It's it's gameplay, bro. It is gameplay. It's gameplay. All right, so anyway, uh, so that's the nerfing of that. The, the, the main question being, too, before we get off that topic, is people were asking, like, why don't, instead of fracturing, instead of fracturing, instead of nerfing the fractured uprising, why not bring everything else up? And... You know, uh, I have a link in the show notes to that. They have their explanations for it. But really what it comes down to is they're trying to even the playing field, right. not buff the entire playing field. Um, so it, it does make sense. Um, real quick. Exactly. Well, you know, go ahead. When, whenever they're talking about leveling stuff like this, I always think of it as like a, like stereo equalizer, right? Mm. When, you, when you're talking about 
nerfing versus buffing. When something's out of whack and you need to bring it more in line with everything else, you don't just, you know, using Spinal Tap, you don't push everything else up to 11. Exactly. You don't buff everything up to where the other one was. You make it more in line with the, the average or, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, indeed. All right, man. Discussion topic. I thought this was really interesting when you put this in here. I put this in here, and this was our discussion topic for last week. And the news, I, I'm not, I'm not glossing over the news from this week. There really wasn't a whole lot of it. Um, there's some, uh, patch notes for 5.1.3, which I'll, we can go over in a minute if you want, but I might just save it for next week. I wanted to talk to you about this. Unstable lightsaber for direct sale. Okay. Right. This is the Kylo Ren. Light, light looking lightsaber. This is the, you know, the, the creme, the, the, the high, the top of the top as right. far as, it's, as far it's as a, stuff goes. It's a, uh, it's a platinum, platinum rarity item. Indeed. And really quick, it's not technically a direct sale item because you don't pay cash for it, but you can pay cash for cartel coins to get it. Well, it's on the cartel market. Yes. But that doesn't mean you can't acquire it. And I honestly didn't, didn't even, couldn't even fathom because I have a lot of credits. I didn't even want to look at what people were selling oh, exactly. it for because what people were it's selling all things it's like 100 million plus and what what people are selling honestly what people are selling um uh the superior command boosts for I could buy one on the cartel market for 300 coins that's like a couple bucks right. right I can easily do that then I go over to the cartel market last night as I'm you know I I needed a boost so I'm like oh We'll, we'll see what, what, what it's selling for on the GTN. Um, I mean, I said cartel market, I meant GTN. I go over the GTN. Dude, like, I'm talking like almost two million credits. That's ridiculous. For, th- for something, and usually there's a correlation between, yeah. uh, uh, real life money and, and cartel coins. And I was, I, I couldn't even, and, and trust me, I'm sitting on almost 60 million credits. I didn't want to pay that for, you know, the boost. So I'd rather pay the three hundred dollar three hundred cartel coins. You know, yeah. Well, saying? it's like those those darn throne mounts are all like fifty to seventy five oh, yeah. million a piece. I got those early. All right, so I got I got one in a drop, but I don't oh, have nice. any of the others. So what we're talking about here is um, there was a bit of an experiment last week, and this was on the seventh. Eric Musco posted this. This is about ten days ago as we're recording. Um, later today, we're going to uh, adding our first ever platinum rarity item to the cartel market for direct sale. The Unstable Arbiter's Lightsaber, a single-handed lightsaber, is going to be on sale from today, Tuesday the third, the seventh, through next Tuesday the fourteenth. So the sale's already gone, but it the but price, they wanted to see how how popular it was exactly, and the price was seven thousand six hundred cartel coins. That's a real life equivalent of about sixty bucks. Yeah, I've never actually gotten that. I've never even had enough to get a hypercrate. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Well, again, it's a bit of an experiment to see because some people were frustrated, obviously, that they couldn't get these items through um, random chance or whatever through packs. So the people with the means, and we're talking to the whales here. We're talking about the people who are the target market for fast food chains, right? The people who will go in there and buy food. And um, and what it comes down to is these are the people that they're targeting. These yeah. are the people that will spend the most money, right? And they're going to make all their money off of. If they have the means to do it, why bother? Yeah, you know, well, I mean, somebody like me it. who actually doesn't put any money into the game, right? rather, rather than just a subscription, um, you know, I get my 500 cartel coins every month. 
And that would take me 15 months to save up enough to, well, actually 16 months to right. save up enough to get that. And, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But every, every market has a target market and they kind of refer to them as, as, as the whales, right? Well, yeah. Well, it's not, it's not like whenever I go to Vegas, it's not like that they're, you know, offering me the, no. the, the basketball or the Playboy suite no. at the, at, uh, what's if the, they did, yeah, I'm the doing something right. <laughs> I know, right? But if I roll into Vegas, they're like, Oh, that's the guy who played the the uh, the nickel slots for yeah. an hour. Oh, oh, I'll give him a free Corona. Oh yeah, it, it's it's you two. <laughs> you you guys are going to be having the ice, the tub full of ice with the beer, aren't you? Exactly. So, um, but I I just wanted to get your your thoughts on this. So I I mean I get that some people will spend this money, but some people will spend this money to turn around and sell it for obscene amounts of in-game credits. So I'm very curious to see what the turnaround kind of was for uh people playing the market you know? yeah it's i don't have an issue with it going for direct sale um the actually the the problem i have with it is the limited time that they did it mm-hmm. because by doing it as a limited time then you're almost guaranteeing an out of whack market price right and and a couple things they say in here uh they didn't want to mess with the rarity of the item they didn't, i mean with the value of the item. They didn't right. want to devalue the item by making it available for too long because if it's out there too long, then of course the price will come down, etc. So, um, I just thought this was really interesting to be honest with you, man. And, uh, I, we'll see what else they come up with. I know I logged in last night and they did have a couple of other decent ticket items up, up, up there. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see where they go going forward. Um, cool. Any thoughts uh, there, chat room? Will I figure out if we missed anything else news-wise? Um, no, I do want to point out that uh, Warlock, who is, I believe, a first-time uh, viewer this week, um, is... Was he here last week? I don't... Well, not last week. But, oh, oh. Um, I, he just said that he realizes his power tech is actually in our Unholy Alliance Guild. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, well, come wog it up with us tomorrow night. Absolutely. Uh, uh, wog is uh, 8 o'clock on... Is it 8 o'clock still or is it... No, it's 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock on Fridays on the uh, Unholy Alliance or Wookiee Mistake Guilds, depending on whether we're doing uh, Imp or Pub. On Harbinger. On the Harbinger server. Um, and you can always go to unholyalliance.com or wookiealliance.org. Wookiee is, of course, with two E's. And, uh, or is it unholy? It's un- unholyalliance.org. Right. So just go there and you can check us up on our, uh, uh, op schedule. Yeah, man. Uh, Wog's tomorrow night. That'll be fun. Yeah. And if you don't know what Wog is, that name sounds familiar. Warlock sounds familiar. Um, I, I, I know yeah. If you don't know, know what Wog is, it's a ops group that Marshall and I started with uh, a few other people and it stands for what's an ops guild because our ops, ops group. Thank you. What's an ops group? Because I had never run ops. Because this is actually my first MMO. Indeed. Granted, I've been playing for five and a half years, but... Yeah, it is what it is. Um, all right. So, the last thing I want to cover, just uh, quick patch notes from game update 5.1.3. Um, there was some class missions that were doing something weird with mission rewards. Uh, lowered the amount of dark light side points required to hit dark one slash light one from seven... Fi- 7,500 to 300 to 3,000. I know I have a, I have a problem on my alts where I have this weird area, uh, where I'm either like light two or dark two. Right. It's hard to move those. I'd like to see that shrink a little bit, but personally, 
Yeah, I, hope, I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah, they're they're shrinking that down, which is good. Um, good. I do have to say though, these are the shortest patch notes I've ever seen. Oh no, this is just a ran. This is just a mostly bug fixes. Right. Um, not a major game update, but yeah, I mean, um, some Narshadal planetary missions will no longer autocomplete, which I didn't know was happening. Um, if they were granted by uh Galactic Command, um, some items in economy things uh. Address an issue where some helmets were not displayed properly for body type 2 females. So there's some specific things. And then there's some uprising fixes as well. But otherwise, that's pretty much it, man. Um, I would like... I can't wait until uh, the three-day weekend. I, I actually plan to get some gaming in this weekend. I, I hope to get some gaming in this weekend. Um, after I finish editing the show, hopefully. And, and uh, well, especially since uh, I, I'm also a track coach. And uh, mm. the meet that we are going to on Saturday is not happening. Well, the meet is happening. We're just not going. Sweet. I love it. Love it. All right. So before we go on, uh, oh, yeah. let's, let's announce our winners. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we uh, had uh, a, a, a number of really good entries. Um, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to announce our, our – we have three honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. And those three honorable mentions are going to get uh, a, a cartel coin code right. for – how much was it? Uh, I believe – 450? Uh, it's 450 cartel coins. And – what we want to do is um, everybody that entered the contest either emailed us or sent it via Twitter. So With if, the hashtag Sotor Superhero. Yeah. So if you're not – I think everybody that submitted is following us, on, one of us on Twitter. But if you're not, please follow me at Darth Pops on Twitter uh, so that I can – direct message you the code exactly so i don't have to stress on trying to do it and if you've emailed us i will email you email you any code or anything that you've won so that we can just be good with it if i'm mailing you something oh be prepared for a delay especially if i think who won who won all right well what we're gonna is do that is a real sense who won who no. won uh we're gonna don't we're judge. gonna announce the three uh honorable mentions mm. and uh i will go with the even numbers you go with the odds sounds good all right so um well, actually, it doesn't yeah. matter. No, these are honorable six? mention. No, these are honorable mention. Oh, okay, go. So um, we have Calron, yeah. who was also part of the Wag Guild, a Wag group, and uh, he did a an interesting looking uh, Captain America. <laughs> uh, it looked like the color coding was Captain America. Um, did he label it? Because I couldn't. He didn't. Tell. He didn't okay. label it. Um, it could have been Falcon Captain America. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not sure, but it, it was definitely an interesting looking one. But we loved and it. Was, it was cool, and the coloring was fantastic. Indeed. Uh, also, uh, Michael Sunday, uh, had an awesome Dragon Ball Z entry, which I thought was, was super sick. So, uh, thank you for your love of, of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, what and, I love, he actually sent, uh, different angles, which yeah, is very cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was, um, Vegeta, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, cool. Um, but it's been a while since I looked at it. But I've never actually seen any Dragon Ball Z. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Vegeta, but that was awesome. Thank All right, you. Michael. Um, then the third and final uh, honorable mention is Mox. He's not in chat tonight. He's not in chat tonight. This is the oh, first uh, episode he hasn't dope. been in chat with us. Oh. Um, but he sent a, in a, in the, the the main reason why I actually I didn't put him into the top three with this one was because uh, it was actually a Star Wars character that he hey. sent in. So technically, it wasn't a Star Star Wars superhero, but in my world, Hera. Yeah, Hera, Hera has a special place. Sindula is a great superhero. Yeah, so and, and also it was a very good looking uh, Sindula. But the fact that it was a Star Wars character, it was easier to get a Twi'lek to look like a Twi'lek. Indeed. So, uh, thank you, Mox, for entering. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Calderon. Let's get to the top three. Yeah, top three. Um, we'll hit. We have uh, first our third place and our second place winner will both get a uh, 450 cartel coin code as well as a month subscription time. Yep. Uh, thirty day uh, sub time. So number three, 
is Russell Selva with his uh, incorporation of Jinx. Yeah, that was cool. Which actually I wasn't a, I, I didn't really know Jinx all that well. And uh, so then I, I actually had to Google it and I put them side by side and it's pretty darn close. Pretty badass. Yeah, yeah it was good. Nice. Um, our second place, who I believe is in chat right now, is Jem. Thank you for your equation. One Jim. of our first entries and one of our more badass entries. Yeah, and actually our most vocal proponent of this contest. Thank you very much. Yes, and 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 seriously though, anybody that helps promote us uh, on Twitter and stuff and social media because we're so bad at it, you're, um, you're a hero. You're you and you deserve what you got. So you'll get thirty days sub time and um, some cartel coins from us. Yeah, and it was a really good looking quick. Indeed, it was, and um. Mostly because, and look, a little disclaimer here. I've played with this person um, in-game before, and the amount of time this particular person puts into outfit design and stuff like that. Seriously, I've never <laughs> known anybody. She's She's got the ultimate closet in her stronghold. I really tried to not give it to her because I didn't want to ship the... Uh, I honestly did not want to ship this thing as far as I need to ship it, but it's okay. We love uh, uh, Jesse. Uh, Stardust, who actually submitted a bunch of different ones, but honestly, there was a well, Spider Man. It, it was like a group. It was yeah. a group that she did. Yeah. And there was a really good Spider Man, a kind of scantily clad. It was actually very much, very similar to a um, 70, 1975 Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Indeed. Which is very cool. But what I thought was the best. The Iron Man. The Iron Man. Yeah, it was sick. It was a bounty hunter done up as Iron Man, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. So. Um, attention to detail and just absolute uh, badassery, I think, is pretty good. Um, um, sometime this weekend, I will get all of these posted to the Swotor uh, folder in my pin, uh, the Swotor board in my Pinterest uh, nice. account, and also uh, we'll make sure we put a post up on the website. Indeed. Um, so we'll get all that squared away. Um, most of everybody in that list is easy to get your your oh, um, you know your prizes to. Uh, Jesse, I'll be, I'll, I'll text you. It's, it's yeah, we got to get a hold of you. Find out what socks you want. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll figure out the socks. So, uh, our winner gets the Smuggler's Bounty Box, the um, socks for Pippi's Long Stockings, and of course all the other prizes that everybody else got, which is the thirty day sub and the four hundred fifty day cartel coins. Absolutely. So, um, here's the other thing I want to do, and chat, feel free to to chime in. Um, I would like to. Figure out a contest that is SWOTOR specific. Yes. Only because I would really like to be able to get Eric to judge a contest or to help us promote a contest or something like that. So because this contest wasn't SWOTOR specific, I couldn't get him to judge it. Right. That was my original idea. So if you guys have any ideas uh, for a future contest for us to do, I would love to do one. Uh, maybe award prizes in like... Uh, may ish something like that so if we can get some ideas together um but yeah let's do that so put in chat or email us yeah just us, let us know whatever. and uh, tell us uh, what ideas you have thanks for everybody who participated in the contest so we're good man let's get out of swotor and into star wars pew 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 i was raised to do one thing I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Here we are. Here we are. We're into Star Wars. Um, 
But before we get into Star Wars really quick, I do want to point out, uh, this is a little section that we do, you know, semi sporadically, sporadically. Um, but podcast corner, I discovered two podcasts this week that have knocked my socks off, which actually takes a lot to do for me. Um, just because I, I mean, Marshall constantly listens to podcasts. And, I, mean, I have 50 something in my feed currently. Yeah. And I mean, even at school, he always has his headphones just there hanging out of his shirt. So in between classes, he's listening. I just, my mind doesn't work that way. Um, but the first one, which is a really good one is called serial killers. They've only done about five episodes, um, but it's being done by Parcast. It's a, a podcasting network and, um, it's really cool. It's, they're looking into the psychopathy and, um, psychological, uh, concerns dealing with serial killers and their first episode had to do with hh H. holmes who was america's first serial killer oh, cool. who killed during the chicago uh, world exposition in 1883 and before and after um then the second and third episode was a two-parter on eileen wernos okay and then the f- uh, third and, or the fourth and fifth episodes were a two-part episode on peter Curtin, who is the famous german serial killer cool very very good uh, content very good um but this one literally i will have to say hands down is the best podcast i've ever listened to ours included <laughs> wow um well i'll say best studio podcast I'm joking. because Don't. for example hollywood babylon is a great podcast but they're live it's a live podcast so there's yeah. certain picadillas you've got to deal with yeah Lore is hosted by a guy named Aaron Mankey, and he's a, a, a supernatural novel writer, um, very much in the vein of like Stephen King type stuff. Yeah. Um, but he does a podcast called Lore, and it's been going on for about two and a half years now. And uh, he's on episode 58, I think, something around there. All right. Um, but it all talks about folklore from around the world. And it is brilliant. And each episode is anywhere from 15 minutes to half an hour, right? Yeah, so it's great. Like, I have a half short. an hour break. So I go out on my break and I eat my lunch and I listen to an episode. Nice. And um, I'm just now up to about episode 25, about halfway through the run. And I was just falling in love with this podcast. So I started following him on Twitter and all that stuff. Come to find out, he actually went to New York City Comic Con oh, cool. uh, in October. And it was there announced that Amazon picked up a, his pilot for a – Amazon TV show of the lore podcast. Oh, nice. And so that's going to be airing uh, starting this September, I believe. And what's cool about it is it's being executive produced by Gail Ann Hurd, who is one of the producing team of The Walking Dead. And the showrunner is Glenn Morgan of the X-Files fame. Nice. So it's got a great pedigree. Um, each episode has individually uh, composed background music that is that he somebody knows does it's very uh, elegantly produced it's so phenomenally well done that's cool man um so definitely check it out um you can check it out at the lorepodcast.com or you can check uh it out on twitter at lore podcast and uh seriously I, I can't recommend it higher nice i mean they're better than us they're better they're better people than we are he is better <laughs> than people than we are <laughs> all right man let's get to our discussion topics we got a bunch of stuff here um, my, the first thing I, I, we have to talk about is the announcement came out. There's not going to be a Star Wars celebration, uh, for 2018, which actually kind of makes sense. And the more I thought about it, yeah. um, because Star Wars celebration, uh, tends to happen in, uh, uh, isn't it April? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's happening soon. Um, April. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
It's April 13th through 16th. Uh, right. Star Wars uh, well, Anaheim, in, or Orlando. Right. Well, in no, 2018 Orlando. is the first year that we're going to start getting uh, May Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. So, you, like, all the people you'd want to have there, like, for example, all the people for the Han Solo one, which is they're going to be at this one, mm-hmm. um, they're all going to be on their junket tours. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, it, it would just be too time consuming to try to get them to go back and forth. Indeed. Uh, we also have. Yeah, and it was actually confirmed this week that Pablo Hidalgo, who's one of my favorite people in the world. I actually met him. Um, you know, I didn't get to meet him, but I did get to meet, uh, um, Leland Chi. Yeah, that was cool. Um, who is basically, he's the, uh, the, the lore uh, master, the, the, uh, Datacron keeper. keeper. Datacron keeper. That's he's it. He's the Datacron keeper. So he's basically in charge of the database, whereas Pablo Hidalgo is like, part of the team that's the ultimate decision on what's canon and what's not. Yeah, he's like this, the story group execs sort of yeah. idea. Um, I, I so, met him, though, what, last year? the year, Two years ago, actually, and have him sign some stuff, some Rebel stuff. Yeah, well, Leland cool. Chi we met last year. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so Paulo Hidalgo, Leland Chi, and the story group are all confirmed for Star Wars celebrations. Nice. So if you, they're, they're the nicest guys, so if you haven't had a chance to meet them, check Yeah, they're out. cool people. Um, this one's... <sighs> This one's a big one. Uh, Carrie Fisher honored by Peter Mayhew and fans at Emerald City Comic Con. Um, Emerald City Comic Con happened last week. It I was last say. week. And actually, um, my family has the secret Santa we do every year. Mm. And a whole bunch of my family lives in Seattle. So I drew my little brother. Little. He's 26 now. Oh, you never told me how that went. That's yeah. Cool. So anyways, I bought him a, a one day pass to the Friday pass for Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So he enjoyed it. He, he dresses up. He's dressed up as Deadpool. He's dressed up as a whole bunch of other things. So he dressed up and he got to go to comic, uh, nice. to the, uh, to the Emerald City Comic Con for a day and he, he seemed to really enjoy it. Cool. I believe it's his second time there. Nice. Um, so there's also going to be official. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Carrie Fisher's brother Todd came out, uh, I believe, it was yesterday, and said that they, you know, they've already had their 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 personal service, but they realized that there's been a not this, I want to say clamor because that's the wrong word, but there has been a need for a public outcry mm. or a public exposition of uh, a service for Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Mm. So they're putting together a public service. Um, it's going to be held on uh, March 25th. So we're looking at what nine days out, yeah, and it's going to be so it's going to be a week from Saturday. And it's uh, going to be at Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills, which is cool. a famous cemetery in in Hollywood. All right, and it's open to the public, so go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. Well, if you're in, if you're in L.A., go I don't ahead. think I can take it. <laughs> uh, all right, we're we're onto our canon stuff, uh, and we we this don't, is so cool. Yeah, we actually don't get too much Marvel Star Wars comics news anymore. But they announced it uh, recently that Darth Vader is going to be getting his own standalone comic. I mean, he's had. Well, we have the Darth before. Vader run. Right. Well, this is going to be a new Darth Vader run. So it's probably, it's going to be what, volume two? Because the original Darth Vader run ended a while ago. Right. And it's going to be arriving in June. But what I love is this, uh, this run, um, is the writers say it's going to, I totally spelled that incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> this run s- starts immediately after the battle with, um, Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Nice. Right. So, um, and the main, point of the first uh, issue is his construction of the red lightsaber oh really because nice. he lost his blue one obviously in the battle right and so this is his construction of the red lightsaber so it's going to be um the first thing that really gives us the the first steps of him after post uh, episode three and his first steps as darth vader super cool man i i'm i'm way woefully behind on star wars comics so am i and I, you know, like honestly up, i but... think spring break and summer is going to be a lot of time yeah, catching up on I'm, I'm trying um 
So as far as books go, we talked about this off mic earlier, but uh, go ahead and take this one. I for, I'd never even caught wind of this. Yeah, so. and I actually only got wind of the. We've talked about Thrawn, which is coming out in what May? Um, no, no, I think it's next month. Oh, is it April? Next month? Yeah. April. Okay, I'll double check. Um, well, they announced that there's a new book coming out uh, July 25th of this year, and it's called Inferno Squad. And basically, what it's about is it's the uh, Empire point of view of their reaction to what happened in Rogue One. So we realized that they had a, a a novice security. Uh, I don't want to say leak, but a security uh, breach. Breach. Yeah, I mean, a faulty part of their security uh-huh. uh, to individual guerrilla cells like that. Um, and so they created a elite special forces unit called the Inferno Squad, and their point is to go after those types of people. That's so, so cool. That's that what it's so going to be awesome. about. Yeah, and actually, you can see it uh, right on the page, right in the top middle. Yeah, uh, April eleventh. April 11th for Thrawn, so it's that's, Thrawn. yeah, next month. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have uh, oh, Inferno right. Squad is July 25th. That was up there, too? Yeah, top middle. Oh, yeah. I missed that. Yeah, there we are. All right. Um, yeah, so that's it for books and, uh, and comics. We're now into films, and we have a few things uh, about The Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh, boy, do we have a few things. Uh, so I caught wind of this, uh, I guess, through other Star Wars podcasts, honestly. Um, I don't actively look for things like this. So uh, at, at a Disney shareholders meeting, I guess they showed some footage of the last Jedi to them. And which is pretty standard, which, which is fine, but it, it was, was it leaked or was it more like it's a, no, it, the, the footage hasn't been leaked, but there is a blow by blow. What happens in it has been leaked. Okay. So how do we want to approach this? Do we want to? Uh, I'm not going to. And actually, I didn't read the blow by blow. Okay. So I, I'm not going to talk about the the footage itself. Um, I just think it's important to to know. And we talked about how Bob Iger had seen some of it last week mm. or last episode. Um, and this just goes show it's it's at that next step where it goes to the shareholders. Indeed. And again, this is a pre. I mean, post production is well underway. But this is without the score, without some visual effects. Right. They're still. I mean, they still have quite a few months to work on this. I'm torn a little bit because I did listen to our, our friends over at the Cantina cast and they, and they kind of talked about the footage a little bit. And, and I, I like to listen to their show, but at the same time, like they, they tread that line of, uh, spoilers and yeah, not with spoilers. Me, so if I, I mean, if I, if I were to hear, Oh, it's got Luke in it, it's got mm-hmm. Leia in it, it's got Chewbacca in it, whatever. That's all cool. I don't want to know what's going on. Right. So I guess I, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to tell you. Yeah, I would rather not. Know. There was a couple of things that I was going to mention, but uh, let's let's leave it. Um, if you catch wind of something, maybe we can bring it. To well, next there week. is something. Uh, we got a couple things here, and we already talked about how Bob Iger had seen it, but he's actually come out and like said it again mm. that this is a perfect chapter of the saga. So sure. it, it is. Those that have seen it are saying it's good. Well, that's I, that's I think, happy. For I me. think that's important. <laughs> now, kind of going the other side of that. Um, Somebody had an interview with Frank Oz, who, of course, is famous for mm-hmm. um, doing, you know, of course, a lot of Muppets characters. Puppetry but, he's, work, yeah. but he's Yoda. Yeah. And um, he gave and I, and I originally thought this is one of those comicbook.com's no news is new news sort of thing. But it turned out to be news. But it actually was that no <laughs> news is actual news. Right. Because Frank Oz didn't come out and say, no, I'm not in episode eight. Uh, the last Jedi, he came out and said, I can't say whether I mean, which is basically not a admission that he is, but it means that he's under some sort of NDA to something. So it might not be, he might not be an eight. He might be a nine. It might just be voice work. It might, cause he did have voice work in force awakens. Right. So, um, 
It just means he's involved somehow. He's he's involved enough to where they he had to sign an NDA. An NDA, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, right. And then this one was you. I I thought this was cool. I you know honestly I didn't even I didn't even get through this art. Uh, it's it's just very 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 short article. It says uh, the last Jedi Captain Phasma is rumored to get a new weapon. Yeah, well, she basically just had a a a, a blaster yeah, a blaster rifle. rifle yeah. yeah. Um. So we obviously Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. She didn't do much in The Force Awakens, it says. Uh, uh, and then, so Captain Phasma is said to be wielding a new staff-like weapon for Star Wars The Last Jedi, according to Making Star Wars. And that's a pretty reputable deal. And uh, it says here, it says, uh, you're going to love Captain Phasma's spear in The Last Jedi. She looks killer. Well, we've seen something in Rebels where mm-hmm. somebody's had a spear with a lightsaber attachment at the end. And it's a shorter uh, blade than a normal lightsaber Indeed. would be. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on board. And, and it says it down here, but I, I, I would have said this no matter what. I hope she actually uses whatever weapon she has because. And she doesn't get used herself. Yeah. And walking and then getting captured and then threatening and then never using a weapon. It was kind of lame. I, after all the promotion and, in, in, in Force Awakens, like, with her holding this blast rifle and and being shiny and beautiful and awesome, she did nothing. <laughs> uh, well, she did tell Finn to put his helmet back on. Someone has to tell the man to put his helmet on. I know, right? Mm, we're getting euphemisms. Okay, let's move on. Um, so <laughs> I didn't even see it that way. Yeah, well, I did. All here, right, here we are. Uh, so Han Solo film. Let's do that. Yeah, uh, Michael Kenneth Williams, um, who's one of those people where if you don't know him, you've known his face. Um, he has joined the Young Han Solo film. Um, I need to see his face. Yeah, Mar- Marshall can't place him. I so. can't place him. I know. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, I believe he was in uh, not the Wire, but no, um, he was in the oh wire. the Wire. Yeah. yeah, he was in the Wire. Um, he was in Boardwalk Empire. Um, we just saw him in a trailer for. He's in uh, something else recently. What was it? Um, it's not listed on here. This is a Star Wars. No, but we. I think he was in one of the trailers we just saw tonight. Mm. No. I'm drawing a blank. But anyways, he's a great actor. Yeah. So check cool. him out. Cool. Um, a couple so, bit of real, real, real quick as far as, as casting goes for Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, I thought they already started filming. They have. Uh, so they're still casting. And that's common. Well, this is announced as cast. Mm. So he may have been cast and they just hadn't signed the contract yet. I see. But just because production started, to, I mean, it could be a month before his first scenes are shot. Yeah, no, I, no, I get that. I just, I'm just wondering. Um, yeah. I, I wonder how many more announcements we have and, and, and what's going to be going on. Um, and he's a black actor, so I'm just trying to figure out, uh. So now we got two. Yeah, well, I'm saying we have, we have the young Hans, uh, Lando Calrissian. Right, Donald right? Glover. Donald Glover, but, um, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see. Who, uh, Don, Donald Glover is, uh, the man responsible for Atlanta, which is mm-hmm. doing really, really well on TV right now. Indeed. And we're actually going to have a little bit more news related to Atlanta later on. Cool, cool. <laughs> so, Rebels officially renewed for season four. Yeah, like we didn't see this coming. Well, we didn't see it coming, but, uh, there's some speculation out there, and those of you who are Rebels fans, um, I listen to a lot of other Star Wars podcasts. Uh, some people think this might be the last season. Well, it's obviously not now. Um, no, no, no. Like, oh, the four. four. Oh, actually, I've always season. thought it would go four, maybe five. Maybe five, yeah. Um, well, just and, because and, of where they are starting to get in the continuity. Exactly. Um, They're going to start having to close up and start killing people. I think soon. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Because actually, as our next uh, article says, um, there was an episode just a, a couple of episodes ago um, that they dealt with a. Uh, have you? Are you caught up? 
I'm uh, one or two episodes behind. Okay, I'm one. The episode that just aired on Saturday. Um, I haven't watched that one yet, but okay. th- they had an episode a couple weeks ago where they had to transport some very sensitive cargo. Okay. And, uh, it's no big surprise because it actually comes out pretty early in the episode. But the, uh, some minor spoilers, uh, the cargo is Mon Mothma. Oh, right. And it's right after she. I heard she was going to be in an episode exactly. coming out, but I haven't seen it yet. That she, uh, she announced, or she announced her, uh, stepping away from the Senate. Ah. Because of the uh, atrocities being done by the emperor, and so she is the one. And at the very end of the episode, she, it's the it's the actual first meeting of the rebellion. Indeed, nice, very cool. No, I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, I'm a couple episodes behind, but they have to. I think season four, they have to start figuring out. And we talked about this. Uh, I've, I I think the other day, they have to start figuring out what are they, where are these characters gonna be when episode four starts. Yeah, well, we already that's know huge, the, that's yeah, a huge thing, dude. Well, we already know they're at the Battle of Jeddah, right? Well, we know that Hera is at least at the Battle of Jeddah again, and the pre-episode four, pre-episode four. Well, right, pre-episode four. Yeah. Um, but we also know that Thrawn is not in episode four, and that is their main antagonist right now. So I'm guessing that whatever happens to Thrawn, they're gonna follow. So okay. if, if he goes to the outer worlds or whatever, the outer rim, whatever. That's where they're going to go if they don't die. Well, and according to the EU, uh, Thrawn operated way, way, way out in the outskirts of, of the galaxy, right? Uh, for a long period of time. It so was maybe, on the outside of known space. Yeah, so maybe they're they're out there. That's fine. That's one way to get around killing them, right? And maybe out of the range of Yoda and and Obi Wan, basically saying like, I mean, because think about it. In Episode Four, who's the last Jedi? Who is the last of the, who's the, who's who's the new hope? Exactly. Well, right? let's let's throw this out there. Let's yeah, let's throw this out there. What if say in episode eight or episode nine, we get in a, a reintroduction of Ezra, hmm. Lorsen Tekka type, right? Yeah, I, there's a lot of possibilities here. Um, because by the time that happens, he's going to be in his sixties. Indeed. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be really cool if. Lord Senteca was actually force sensitive and happened to be Ezra or happened to, I mean, even Kanan for that matter. Can you imagine if Sabine comes in at some point? I would, I want all those things to happen because they have to, but, they have to, as it is right now in Rebels, the Mandalorians are still, a, they have separate clans and everything. Yeah. The only Mandalorian we ever see in the original trilogy is Boba Fett. Indeed. And he's not technically a Mandalorian. He just has a Mandalorian armor. Right, I'm with you, man. All right, so let's get to our last bit of news in Star Wars, which happens to do with uh, Disney and their darn theme parks and their awesomeness make me want to spend my money. Uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of details that came out uh, today about Disney theme parks. Yeah, there was a short little uh, uh, video of a, a picture, and it showed mm-hmm. uh, some framework for a couple of structures. And it was just showing constructions underway. Well, it turns out the structures, if you couldn't tell from the structure itself, mm-hmm. they did a uh, an overlay of, uh, of, AT-ATs. Uh, of digital drawings on top of it, and they're AT-ATs. Indeed. Which is very cool. And it looks like that they are going to be, unlike the AT-AT that's at Disney World right mm-hmm. now in front of Star, uh, Star Tours, I believe it might be functional. Yeah, it says, we're also creating two incredible new signature attractions, one that lets guests take the controls of a Millennium Falcon on a customized secret mission 
An epic Star Wars adventure that puts guests in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Um, or where's the part about the AT-ATs? Hold on. Uh, oh, it, it's probably in the video. Yeah, but, it's just at the end of the video. Yeah, so uh, we're not going to watch the video, but uh, definitely check out the show notes. We'll talk more about it next week. When we get, I'm sure there's going to be more yeah, stuff I'm sure there's going to be more stuff. But, man, let me tell you. I've been talking to some people about what's going on in... Um, I've been talking a lot of Disney lately for some reason because I, I usually go in either February or April and I'm not doing either. I'm not going to go until Jan, uh, July. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, man, to see what happens with Star Wars Land. Yeah, and absolutely. All stuff. So are they going to call it Star Wars Land? I really hope not. Cause that sounds dumb. It does. It sounds too generic. <laughs> Can you imagine if they made a ride that was very similar to either, um, uh, Toy Story Midway Mania or Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters where you're like on a battlefield mm-hmm. and you're in some sort of vessel. I mean, it could be a, uh, I'll get in a vessel, a snow speeder or something and you're, you have to shoot targets. Ah, oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, I put this in here because this has to do with something that's already in the parks and, uh, this flag is waving and I'll read this thing. A mysterious force are converging upon, uh, Disney's California Adventure Park as the collector's arrival is imminent. Throughout the coming months, changes are underway as, uh, Tenelier Tavon, the collector, uh, prepares to welcome guests to the, view the new acquisitions in his extensive collection the, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, um, so basically it's the Benicio Del Toro character from Guardians of the Galaxy, and that is what the changeover from Hollywood Tower of Terror is getting done to the Collector's Fortress. Right. Uh, it says, one of the first signs of the Collector's arrival appeared recently. We've caught sights of the glimpse at, uh, let's see, flying at the side of this emerging fortress. The shining flag bears the Tevon signal and, uh, symbol and signifies his arrival. I uh, hope to hear more uh, soon. So that's cool. It's, it's just very cool. They're starting to do little things like that. And, and that's from Marvel.com. That's like, right. That's like, they're like, Hey, check this out. Don't you like this? And it's, it's, it's basically this very, I guess, strategic and scheduled slow release yeah. of, of, of content, which is pretty cool. All right, man. Anything else from Star Wars? No, that's it for Star Wars. So we're done. We're done. We're on to uh, no, the but we're done all together. We're gonna say goodnight or uh, no. We still have the usual roundup. <sighs> just kidding. Yep, I, I just had another bumper ready. So, all right, moving on to our last section. Here we go. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. See, in the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. See, I'm the opposite. We're like, and this is off. This is out of the segment. But uh, he says uh, he loved Clone Wars, but didn't like Rebels. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I, I've, I really haven't gotten into Clone Wars yet. Yeah. But Rebels, I was uh, enamored with right away. Indeed. Um, I thought I made a new bump. I'm just going to play this real quick. I don't remember what I made. So what are we doing? Are we just jumping right into this? Son of a bitch! Uh... I thought about. I think that was my uh, attempt at a new at a new bumper. I'm okay with it being Archer. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it, especially since Archer debuts in a few weeks. Indeed, it does. Let's move on. All right, so we're into real reviews, and we've got a a little bit of news. Um, yeah, let's do the first three, then the last three, and then we'll or the last four, then we'll come back to the game. Oh, in the middle. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, the director of Bad Boys Three is not the director anymore. Yeah, they lost Joe Carnahan. Yeah, what's that about? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, but it was still in way in pre-production. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have a script. They don't have anything. All they had was a name and a production schedule. And the fact that they keep moving back to dates anyway. Yeah, so. which is, you know, it's funny is this has always been the way of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But since we, with the internet and the explosion of shows like ours, right. the need for news is more frequent. And so you start getting more pre-production news. And, it, you know, you always get stuff that's in turnaround and stuff. Indeed. I, I, I added this in here I don't know what to make of this, but I think it's pretty cool. IMDb has a new rating system. Uh, the new rating shines a light on female representatives in movies. So, Is it saying how frequently is the Bechdel test uh, satisfied? <laughs> it's saying, like, Hollywood hasn't always done its shared, and this is on Nerdist, uh, to foster diversity in films. Uh, but what it goes on to say is, as Vulture reports, the website will now be adding F ratings for films that highlight women, both excuse me, in front and behind the camera. The rating system, developed by Bath Film uh, Festival director Holly uh, Tarquini, uh, will give films an F for being directed by women, written by women, and films that feature women on screen in significant roles. So films like Selma will receive an F uh, for its director, etc. And Hidden Figures as well. Well, no, actually, it's uh, Selma will get an F because Ava DuVernay directed Or you get a double F. Hidden Figures would get a double F because it had the amazing leading ladies mm-hmm. and the writer was also a female. Oh. Frozen would get a triple F rating because it had a female writer, a female director, and the lead characters were female. Well, I cut that off too early. So I actually think that's brilliant. So then you'll get a movie like, say, uh, oh, you know, a good example would be Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. which is not a movie that you would normally think is being female driven um, because it stars, you know, Jeremy Renner and mm-hmm. um, it's about war. Right. But it was directed by Catherine Bigelow. What I find interesting about this, though, is, um, uh, well, I'm not even going to say that. I'm just glad they're doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, this is also, it, it's you can kind of see that certain studios were kind of going this way anyways. Yeah. And I just like that IMDb is embracing it because especially with the uh, the inclusion of, uh, say, Wonder Woman, mm. which is starring, of course, Gal Gadot, and it's being directed by Patty, I'm trying to blanket her name, yeah. but that's going to get a double F rating right off the bat. Indeed. Same thing with uh, they're looking for female directors for Captain and uh, Marvel. So what what's what I like about this because it's one of those database sites like um when my girls or my wife or whatever or whoever is looking for a female driven film uh you know you can filter things and say oh I want a 2F or a 3F or whatever or and, an F film. And the great period. thing is because it's such a simple structure yeah. um they can retro uh, retro rate all past movies. Exactly. Which that's, I think that's pretty badass. Um, so we also have, uh, Leonard Nimoy's son, uh, is open to a Spock CGI revival. And this goes back to all those things we've been talking about with Rogue One, in, with Rogue One, with Tarkin, um, Leia. and Leia and all of these things and the speculation that maybe in the last, uh, not last Jedi, but in episode nine, they would maybe bring, uh, uh, Carrie Fisher back CG. And all of these things that we've been talking about, uh, I, I, I get that he's open to it and that's cool. He's been, you know, Nimoy has not been around for a while. Um, right. and that, and that's okay. But going and, and Disney's already said, we talked about this the other day, they would not do a CG, uh, uh, Princess Leia, um, going forward. Well, right. Well, for the, for episode nine. Right. Because the reason why they could, they had to do it for Rogue One is because of, the age thing. Issues. They had no. They had no. They had no choice but to do it there. But exactly. that was now, she was still alive then. Too. Exactly. <laughs> the only reason. I mean, the other kind of side of the coin with this is the stuff that they've done with 
Robert Downey Jr. in um, Captain America. Um, yeah, Civil War. Civil War, thank yeah, you. indeed. And uh, a couple others. And actually, I'm, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a little bit of that in Logan, too. Um, oh, yeah, I imagine so. Which which is kind of cool. So um, I can kind of see that. Now, the, him coming out and saying this means absolutely nothing unless he is actually the executor of the estate. Right. And if he doesn't have rights to Nimoy's likeness. Yeah. It's just him being saying, okay, I'm okay with this. Right. But it really doesn't have any legal repercussions. Well, we'll see how that goes. Exactly. Uh, so we want to skip the Game of Thrones stuff for now? Yeah, we'll come back to it. Now. All right. So I – oh, can we talk about this? Yeah. Okay. Well, last episode, we talked about how there was an interview with Keanu Reeves and how he said he was open to a Matrix 4. Yeah. Um, as long as the Wachowskis were on board. Indeed. And if who, no one else is going to do it. Oh, exactly. Right. And so, but the thing is – is the Wachowskis actually don't have the rights to it. It's Warner Brothers. Well, sure. Right. So very well, they're not gonna hire some schmo to do it, I I hope. Um the thing is, is I mean, the Wachowskis haven't had the best track record lately. I'm okay with that. I and mean, the last thing I remember them doing was uh, uh Jupiter Rising, which got really yeah, bad reviews. That was bad. I guess, um but yeah. they did do Bound, which was a phenomenal they did right. that before Matrix, but that was fantastic. Indeed. Um but again, it's up to the studio. Um, but very rarely do we get uh, an actor saying, I'm willing to do this, and mm-hmm. actually get almost an immediate response from the studio. Um, but earlier this week, actually, it was on, uh, it was two days ago, Warner Brothers released a statement saying that they are actually looking at rebooting the franchise. Now, whether that means a continuation or an actual reboot with right. a new person in Neo or going after a different story in the universe. Here's what I want. Yes. Uh, I am a huge Matrix fan. So am and, I. And we've talked about this. I was not as big of a naysayer hater on episode, you know, uh, the second and third revolutions film. and revelations. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and when you say that, I'm like, Oh, and, um, we, and we both loved, um, and the animatrix. Exactly. So my thing is this, uh, and, and I very recently, and I was telling you this off mic too. I very recently listened to a podcast talking about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and how I know and how awesome Keanu Reeves is. And what a nice guy he is. Oh, and how into the things he does is, right? And I love how he embraces what he's known for. Exactly. And I mean, it's not I, like, uh, I gotta fight my image of being a, whoa. It's, it's, it, it's fine. And, and I, and I love that he's okay with it. But here's my thing. If he's willing and there's a script apparently out there and they're being worked on for a Bill and Ted, uh, uh, episode three or whatever. Right. Third with film, Alex Winter coming back. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I would love, 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 love to see another Matrix. Oh, absolutely. And I want an older Neo. I want, uh, uh um, I want to see where the revolution has gotten to, you right, know, because, 20 years right, later or whatever. Right, because the third movie ended with a ceasefire between the, the, yeah. the machines and, and the, and the humans. I just want to see, I just want to see what's going on. And, um, and I think that's, uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun and really cool, and I hope that happens. So. Yeah, well, okay, well, to follow up on this, yeah. actually, yesterday, another uh, statement was was leaked that uh, Warner Brothers is actually looking at Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, he of... of uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four and yep. Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking at him to be in it. So they're actually looking at casting and not just behind-the-scenes people. And this bodes well. I, I, I don't want them to go away from... And, and shoot, bring... Uh, <laughs> Bring uh homeboy back, uh Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Uh get get all those people back in. Okay, in well some neither way, one of us actually had a chance to go see John Wick too. Yeah. But evidently Lawrence Fishburne had a part in that and him <sighs> and Keanu Reeves had great chemistry again on screen. Uh I'm in. I, I couldn't be more in. Absolutely. It sounds awesome. Let's get to probably the best news I've ever heard in my life. 
Well, did you actually read the article? No, I okay. refuse to read the article. Okay, well, we have two, not the we have two bits of Ridley Scott news mm. coming up. Um, first, Go ahead. we already know that Ridley Scott has five more, well, a total of five Alien movies planned. Mm. We already saw the trailer for Alien Covenant. If yep. you didn't, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, should have watched us live on Twitch. Indeed. Or you can become a patron and check us out in, uh, check out the extra feature in, in Patreon. Um, but, um, he's, he's already written the next script. Yeah. So it's already on, on course. Now, on the other hand, what's your favorite Ridley Scott movie of all time? Gladiator. Is that even a thing? Gladiator. Because you love the music. The as music? Well. Russell Crowe. Uh, homeboy that plays Walking Phoenix, Walking oh Connie Nielsen, and and who played Dumbledore, but who who died? Um, what's his name? Richard Harris. Oh, that movie for me, it's one of my all time favorite movies. It's a fantastic period. film, and it did uh, win Best Picture. Yeah, for good reason. The music. I'm a big Lisa Gerard fan. Yep, Hans Zimmer. Uh, that film for me is like. I just, I just, I could sit and watch. I mean, there's something about that first 15 minutes of that film. Uh, when you, when you get the music, you, you, you see the, uh, uh Russell Crowe character, uh, doing Catching what he does wee, best, stuff, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> leading the armies. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. I can go on all day about Gladiator. This is not a Gladiator okay. podcast. Continue. Um, just kind of touching on, on Russell Crowe really quick. This is his heyday. I mean, he's done some phenomenal work since. For example, if you didn't watch last year's Nice Guys with he and Ryan Gosling, mm. you're missing out because it's a phenomenal movie. Um, but this is his heyday because it, for three straight years, he was nominated for Best Actor. And this was really? the second three one years of them. In, a row? Yeah. in 1999, he was nominated for The Insider. Mm. Um, in 2000, he was nominated for Gladiator. 2001, he was nominated for A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. He um, very rare has three straight nominations been done mm. um, for Best Actor. Mm. Um, the, the only person previous to that in recent memory that I can remember is Tom Hanks, uh, who won back to back for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump and then was nominated the next year for Apollo 13. Right. Um, before that, you're looking at decades with probably Spencer Tracy going back there. Um, but the thing is, is evidently Russell Crowe was pushing a gladiator to a few years after the original one came out. So 2005, I think is what they're doing. But now Ridley Scott is saying that he's considering it. Um, but the thing is, is Russell Crowe doesn't look like Maximus. That's not right. Meridius anymore. Let him, let him take on the role of the mentor character. Let him, which let you hi- can do, but also, uh, uh, evidently the, the idea they originally had for a gladiator two was him in the afterlife, oh, okay. which is very, very prevalent in Greek and Roman thought. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't know, man. Or uh, can you imagine, uh, and this is getting a little bit too out there, I think, but can you imagine Maximus's journey to the underworld? Yeah, that'd be sick. Trying to bring his wife back or something. Yeah. Yeah. Taking I mean, it in a fantasy uh, realm would be kind of cool. Yeah. There's, a f- especially since uh, there's a much more, uh, there's an audience that's much more palatable to fantastical ideas like that. Right. Right. And a lot of people are saying it could be a, a sand, a sand and sandals, uh, what dreams may come. Okay. Well, my thing, make the movie. Yeah. Well, it's on people's minds. Yeah. There's no script or anything, but it's on people's it's all right. minds. I'm all right with that. Um, we just have a really quick bit of a, of TV TV news, and it's Riverdale. Who <sighs> we and actually, I'm a big fan of it. It's so good. I'm only one episode behind right now. I am not even that. I'm current, current. current. Are you? We. Love what do you think it. of Polly? Kate and I love that epi- that that show. It is really good. It's so good. I um, mean, I love that they're embracing their 90sness. Yeah. By bringing in Luke Perry and Skeet Ulrich, and it's so good. It's really good. Um, so check it out if you haven't checked it out. It's on the CW on it's Thursday. It's weird night. to say that I'm like watch this, but. 
it's a Berlanti verse show. Honestly, well, it's not Berlanti verse. No, but, but it's it a is, Berlanti show. Right, and, Berlanti produces it. It's yeah. like uh, Berlanti also does uh, um, the chick with all the tattoos. Um, oh, uh, blind spot. Blind spot. It's not a Berlanti verse show, but right. he, I'm he, with he, you. Yeah. I, I I didn't mean to say Berlanti verse, but I meant right. It, it's, it's a it's a production of his. That Riverdale is 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 it's freaking good. It is really it's good. Really good. So check it out. Um, scroll back up. We've got some Game of Thrones news. Oh, uh, right, we watched the that. teaser trailer earlier. Mm. Um, we have a finally have a debut date um, for Game of Thrones. They had a a Facebook Live tweet, which actually kind of went a little off the rails. Really? Because what they planned was they had a Facebook Live video go live, and what it was is a big block of ice, and they had <laughs> blowtorches on it, kind of like you know Dragon's Breath, <laughs> and they it would melt down to the plaque that was inside that had the release date. Well, it didn't melt as fast as people thought. So it went like an hour plus before it finally got down there. Mm. Um, but the date is, uh, I believe July 16th. It'll be coming out. Can't wait. Um, but it also came out this week that the game of Thrones showrunner said that season, we already know that seasons one through six all had 10 episodes. Right. Season seven is going to have seven episodes. Right. They came out and said season eight will have six episodes. And is that the last season? It is say? the last season. Yeah. But on the other hand, they have not talked about running times yet. It's true. They, they could, could go do, beyond. Instead, yeah. Instead of doing 10 episodes that are all 55 minutes apiece, like, so for example, last year's season six of season finale was like a, an hour 15. Yeah. It was, an hour little, it was over an hour. Yeah. Can you imagine if they did six episodes that were all an hour and 15 sure, each? Take you know, that. something like that. Yeah. Um, we know that Jim Broadbent, uh, who Oscar nominee, uh, he played, um, uh, Horace Slughorn in the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Uh, we already knew that he was cast in Game of Thrones, but you let it split what he is. Uh, spilt what he is. He's going to be a maester or an arch, uh, archmaester. Oh, cool. And I'm guessing he is going to be, um, what's his name? The guy from the wall who went to the city to oh, become a maester. Uh, Sam. Sam. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be Sam's, uh, Mas- uh, uh maester. mentor or whatever. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait for for the next game. You know, it took me forever to to watch it, and once you finally forced me into it, dude, I binged through. It was the, so good. The problem is, once you start watching it, you'll you won't stop until there aren't any more episodes left. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I I started watching it in the middle of season six. Yeah, and so um, I watched it and caught up live. I was able to watch yeah. like the last two or three episodes live. Oh my god, yeah, it doesn't take much. Uh, so let's uh get to some casting stuff. Yeah, let's just run through this really quick. We'll yeah. go back and forth. Yeah, so uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery, obviously. The delayed. That, yeah, well, that cast uh, Harry Potter's uh, alum as ship's captain. So who is it? It is Lucius Malfoy himself, Jason Isaacs. Is it really? It is. Oh, my God. Who's one of my favorite all-time actors. Oh, I love it. That's um, great. Yeah, he's wonderful. Um, Jimmy Simpson, who played um, uh, Will in uh, Westworld. Uh, which you finally watched the whole first season, right? Oh, yeah. I'm good. Okay, Westworld is fantastic. Um, he's even unclear on if he'll return for season two. Yeah. Season two is way in pre-production. They haven't even started writing scripts as far as I know. And it's not going to be due out until 2018. Um, but it was very ambiguous whether his character would even need to return. Indeed. Uh, what is this? Uh, Jurassic World 2? Yeah. Uh, adds Geraldine Chaplin. Yeah, but who is that? Uh, well, for one, she's Charlie Chaplin's daughter. No, I know that, but what, what is he? Sh- I'm just trying uh, to remember. Her most like. recent movie, she was in a Monster Calls last year. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, but she's been in a lot of stuff. Cool. Um, Wreck It Ralph 2 uh, has added Ugly Betty's Anna Ortiz. I'm excited about 
Wreck It Ralph 2. I like the first one. You know, actually, for being a huge Disney fan, I still have not seen Wreck It Ralph 1, but I hear it's good. There's so many things you haven't seen that I just am flabbergasted you haven't seen. Really? Are you caught up with Fast and the Furious yet? Uh, well, here's the deal, bro. Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> just watch the movie. Okay. Yeah, next thing you're going to say, you haven't seen Big Hero 6. Mm, put him on the spot. Gotham, Gotham cast Game of Thrones alum uh, Alexander Siddig, is that it? Yep. As Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, and you know, we've had numerous different Ra's al Ghuls, including, yeah. uh, you know, Mr. BC himself. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. And this is cool. I, I love the Ra's al Ghul character. Um, I'm, and everybody pronounced it different. I always say Ra's, and I think I get Ra's al Ghul from uh, the Batman animated series. Exactly. And that's the way they pronounced it. Um, I am not really interested in Gotham anymore. But I would, I really want to go back and maybe just pick up season two and just go from there because I think it got better there. I, I right. fell off during season one, but uh, if they're going to bring Ra's al Ghul, I know that they brought some other characters in. I actually, I would like to go back and watch it at some point. Yeah. I would like to point out Warlock has actually said he's excited for Sicario too. Yeah. Um, which the first one was fantastic. Um, cool. it was up for a whole bunch of Oscars. Well, not a whole bunch of few. Um, but it had, uh, uh, Emily Blunt, I believe, was in it, and she was fantastic. It was very well done. Um, they're doing a Sicario too. Sweet. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, one shot. Yeah, we have one bit of comics news here in IDW, which is a famous comics line. Indeed, those um, are the ones who do Orphan Black comics. And, yeah, they do and Orphan Black. They do um, uh, a whole bunch of Hasbro stuff. So they're the ones that do Terminator or Transformers, GI Joe, My Little Pony, all that stuff. Mm. Um, but they announced at Emerald City Comic Con that they are doing a Clue. Uh, run and it's going to be five issues. Oh my god! And it's going to be trial run. So if the five issues do well, then it's going to be picked up for a longer run. But what I love about it is they're not saying it's directly connected to the movie, which is one of my all-time favorite cult movies. Indeed, um, because it has various We're endings. Talking about candlestick and the library, yeah. kind of crap. Okay, exactly. Cool. I'm in. Uh, the original one was based on you know with Tim Curry, mm-hmm. and it had three different endings, right? Well, what they're doing here is um, the first issue is going to have all variants, right? Of you know. Professor Plum and Miss right. Scarlet and all this. So it's going to have all the variants. But depending on the variant, the endings are going to be different. Sounds very convoluted, but I'm in. Oh, I'm so in. Because I, <laughs> I love Clue. And I love the movie. So I'm really looking forward to the oh, comic book. that's funny. All right, man. Let's get to Universal Usual. We got a few things. And then we're going to get the heck out of here. Yeah. Um, we only have a couple of quick uh, Berlantiverse uh, news. Um, the Flash announced a uh, casting this week of David Dost Malchian. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, actually used to be in Gotham. That. Um, but yeah. he has been cast as Abracadabra. Nice. Uh, who is, um, he's part of what's called the Rogues Gallery, which are the collection of Flash villains. Indeed. Um, but he is a time traveler. He uses such futuristic science, it's undiscernible from magic. Oh, which is why. Badass. And the cool thing is, is the rumor is that, um, Abracadabra might be the only, like, future person that actually knows why, or knows about Flashpoint. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, like so that. that could be really interesting. I love the storyline right now. We're current on Flash. Um, I just, I, it's good. Yeah, I'm one episode behind, so I haven't watched the episode where Barry's actually gone into the Speed Force yet. Oh, no, we haven't watched that either. Okay, that was just a couple days ago. Oh, that was yesterday, uh, two days ago. Yeah, so we've watched up to that. But uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers away, especially since people are watching Flash. Yeah, no, it's so. brilliant. Um, um, Supergirl. Yeah, well, you're not up to date on Supergirl. Not even close. But uh, in the last episode, um, one of the characters actually it was the uh, the Luther Matriarch, basically Lex Luthor's mom, 
Lex and Lana Luther's mom. Uh, she is in charge of this. She's a criminal, whatever. But she actually quoted a, um, a Nietzsche line oh, really? about the Overman, right? Which is reference to Superman. It's yep. basically, it's Ubermensch, which mm-hmm. is Superman. Ubermensch, yeah. Um, which is a very famous thing in philosophy and all that stuff. But the thing is, is Overman is actually a name of a, an actual DC character. And it is the Earth 10 version of Superman. No way. Who, when his pod landed on Earth, didn't land in Ohio. It landed in World War II Germany. Oh. So what? Overman is technically the Nazi Superman. Oh, it's badass. And so a lot of people are saying because she had, it was an over, they, there's a reason why they chose that quote. Yeah. yeah and using good. the actual name Overman. Um, are we going to be seeing that maybe in a future season? Uh, I think that would be very interesting. I'm all right with that. Yes. That would be very cool. Sounds cool. Uh, let's get DCEU. I have a quote to pull from this. Okay. All right. And the title is DC Films Reveals If They Make an R-Rated Superhero Flick. And Which, is, of course, is on the mind side because we've done had Deadpool. We've had Logan. Right. So we've had Logan. We've had Deadpool. We've had these things happen. In an exclusive report by The Wrap, a source from within the company stressed plans for an R-Rated film would not be dismissed. Uh, whoever they were talking to said 100% yes. With the right characters, the source said. Okay, let me just throw this hypothetical out there. Mm. Would Suicide Squad two would Suicide Squad have been better received if it was R rated? Yes, in my exactly. opinion, yes, absolutely. I, I, you would have gotten to do it, it, you could have gone dark and dark humor at the same time, shown the blood. You wouldn't have had to do like half the things they did. You could have written a completely different script. Exactly. I mean, and. I'm going to get meta on you here. Mm. They took them out of the physical cage of of um, Belle Reeve and literally put them in a metaphorical cage of a PG-13 rating. Right. Uh, well, I couldn't have said it better myself. And honestly, man, uh, if you if they had the capacity to take them out and put them in a world where they weren't fighting like, you know, automatons from this weird dancing person, like they could have. They could have done what I know, even though I haven't seen it, what Logan does, and actually just put some blades in some people's faces. That's you know? exactly and, what happens. And, and just do it. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I hope that studios start to realize that if you put an R rating on something, that means that you can go where you need to go for the content of the characters and you don't have a character like Wolverine and have no blood. It makes no sense. Exactly. If you're talking about like all these X-Men movies and all this other stuff, if you have a, if you have a character that has his weapons are literally blades that come out of his hands, what do you think happens? Well, people get cut. Yeah. But if you never show blood, that makes no sense. Well, it's just you know? cool because in, and I'll, I'll tell you just a little bit of Logan here, as opposed to all the other previous movies, you never really see Wolverine go into berserker mode. Mm. He does here. I love it. Okay. Which it. is awesome. Um, I love it. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's what, and what I think really would have made the biggest difference with Suicide Squad is I think they kind of walled up Jared Leto's role. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine? I mean, if you have a truly psychotic, psychopathic Joker, a la Heath Ledger's character, yeah, um, you've got to let him out of the box. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many extra scenes you put him in with a PG thirteen rating, it's still going to be very milk toast, like it was. Of course, make it R rated and let him go extreme. Let him do it. 
Especially if he's already talking about that's where he went anyway. Might as well let him do it. Exactly. All right. We got a, a bit of Aquaman news uh, this week, and that's that the date got pushed back from uh, uh, October 5th of yeah. 2018 to December 21st, 2018. Now, Aquaman is two months, no big deal. No, well, Aquaman has had its issues with filming or whatever, but I think this has less to do with actual filming problems and the fact that something else major happened last episode we talked about, which was the official release uh, dates of Han Solo and um, episode nine. We don't have an actual date for episode nine, but we do have a month. It's guaranteed to be in May. So with with Star Wars, with Disney moving Star Wars uh, away from December into May, um, that leaves December wide open now. Where it had previously so right away, so push it back two yeah. months because you're going to get a bigger release in in October than you were in December than you will in October, and the only competition on the day with it now is yeah. the is Sony's uh, animated Iron uh, animated Spider Man. Indeed, and we've talked a lot about uh, you know I've brought up a lot uh, you know how viable is having a movie come out in December, and uh, you know it obviously the Star Wars movies have done really well. <laughs> Uh, in, in December. Well, exactly. Yeah. If you look at the three biggest grossing movies of all time, uh, The Force Awakens came out in the middle of December. Mm. Avatar came out in November. And Titanic came out in November. Yeah, They're true. all right there. Powerless. Uh, powerless. Uh, this is this. exciting. <laughs> I am actually, are you caught up on Powerless? Oh, yeah. It is a funny, funny yeah. show. Kate and I love that show. Um, Ron Funches is one of my favorite comedians. And <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens plays the. And Alan Naive. Tudyk, oh my Alan god, Alan Tudyk is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks like Adam West is going to be appearing on it, which is awesome. I love it. Uh, if you're not watching Powerless, uh, the first couple episodes, I know people have given some flack to it, but it, I love sitcoms like that, and I just, uh, for for us, like it doesn't take itself seriously, obviously. It oh, absolutely not. But the fact that these people are trying to like, it's basically, for me, it's almost like a slash between The Office. But not the, you know, I'm filming a documentary kind of way. Uh, partially The Office and uh, what were we talking about earlier? Better Off Ted? Yes. A little bit of that. Those two things mixed. And in a world where superheroes exist, but those aren't the main characters. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> and it's the best thing ever. It's these people sitting around like, oh, well, I guess there's... It's cold season. Cold season was hilarious. I know where Danny Pudi is making the gloves <laughs> just to, so you can unfreeze your car door. Yeah, it's like oh, it's a it's a time of year where there's a lot of cold villains. It's because not it's like the middle the of summer. Way, yeah, it's not like it's the middle of summer, but a lot of cold villains come into the city, and it's stuff like that that makes me laugh. So it's definitely worth watching if if you haven't. So it is definitely it's really a lot fun. Of fun. All right, we're on to Disney. Indeed. Um, oh, this is a Latin thing. Yeah, we've talked about a whole bunch of the live action stuff. Uh, that's going on, you know, Jungle Book 2 is in the works, all that stuff. Aladdin, uh, is in the works. Um, and Guy Ritchie is the one directing it. That was announced back in October. Um, but the, uh, they sent out a casting call for those playing, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine, which are, you know, it's very generic. What you expect Middle Eastern 25 can sing and dance, that sort Indeed. of thing. Um, but the great thing about it is it's announced the production schedule. So it's going to be pr- uh, in production from July of this year to January of next year, nice. which re- means we're probably looking at a mid to late 2018 release. Cool. Uh, before we go forward, uh, I don't have Twitch up. I can't respond to you via text, which I should be. Uh, yes, I agree with your Harley Quinn assessment. <laughs> uh, I think that might have been a little bit too far even with an R rating. I mean, that would have... <laughs> That would have given you the R rating right there. Well, you but, say that. Oh, no. I'm, well, we're talking about Margot Robbie. I'm all about Margot Robbie. But if you want to see her naked, go to Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. 
Now you're, now you're ruining it. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. All right. Go we ahead. told you we'd get back to Cars 3 news. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced two uh, casting decisions this week. Oh, my boy. And they are Nathan Fillion of Firefly, obviously. And, exactly. And, um, uh, Kerry Washington. Kerry, yeah, I was thinking of the uh, the other show he did. Uh, Castle. Castle. Which is one of my favorite old shows. And Kerry Washington of Scandal. Nice. Okay, so Little Mermaid. Yeah, Little Mermaid is in pre-production now. They haven't actually announced that it's going into live action, right? Live action. Okay. Um, it's actually well, it's not in pre-production. It's in development heck right now. Um, it hasn't been given the green light yet. It's still on the boards. Mm. But Audra McDonald, who is she of the six-time Tony Award winner, and she plays the uh, the wardrobe mm. in Beauty and the Beast, which comes out uh, tonight. Actually, um, she has come out and said that nice. she wants to play Ursula. Okay. Cool. Um, I think she would be a fantastic Ursula. Um, there's some um, Tron talk, so I don't know how you are were, were how you felt about Tron. Um, the most I love the original movie. one. Yeah, I never got to see Legacy. You never saw Legacy. I never saw Legacy, but again, it was one of those things where they that was had Jeff Bridges one, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Jeff Bridges was in the original one. He was in this one as well, but no, he no. played the he was the father. No, Tron. You didn't see Tron Legacy? No. How I heard we, it. How do we even have a show about pop culture? It had its proponents. How do we do this? But it also had its detractors. How do we do this? How are we, how are we going to function? I'm joking. How do so, you, how do you reach this stuff on the top shelf? <laughs> I'm not a tall man. Tron reboot is eyeing, eyeing Jared Leto for the lead. Now, and Jared Leto, if you didn't know, we just talked about Suicide Squad. He played the Joker in the Suicide Squad. Right. He's an Oscar winner for Dallas Buyers Club. He Indeed. used to be in My So-Called Life. Yep. You know, he's got a long history. He's the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars, all that stuff. Um, I'm just kind of curious. They kept saying that they were going to do another movie in the Tron <laughs> series. <laughs> Jim's appalled by your behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. I think this is the first person that's ever told me this and not me telling them something that I'm going to get kidnapped and forced to watch movies. Dude, it's only a matter of time. Pretty much. All right. Um, I'm only one man, bro. Exactly. Um, <laughs> a short man at that. I'm not tall. But um, no, the thing about this is that they, they said that they were trying and they were going to try to do a continuation of Tron Legacy. Indeed. If they're giving up and doing a reboot already, I hope. I don't know. I, I honestly, I. I actually enjoyed Tron Legacy uh, for what it was. Um, I don't know why they feel like they needed to reboot. See, that's the thing. And and so this goes back to what we've been talking about for months and months is, you know, why scrap what you've built already, right? And and reboot a franchise, right? Yeah, you know what? You I think absolutely have to reboot every time. Exactly. Or can when, you exactly. Salvage what you have. Exactly. They're they're falling into the Spider Man curse. Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man's um, a perfect example. I think that they should stick with what they have. I mean, you already have a bankable star in Olivia Wilde having been in Tron Legacy, right? That you can bring back. I think if you if you want to reboot old star or old Disney uh, catalog vault pieces. You know, go, I'm sure my brother would love this. Do Black Hole. Do right. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You know, <laughs> you know, do, do those sort of things and don't try to reboot something you just, you know, did a sequel to a few years ago. Indeed. Fox? Uh, we're into Fox. Um, just one bit of news is, uh, what do you think about uh, Simon Kinberg coming out? Well, not, sorry, not coming out of the closet. Simon Kimberg, who's a, a writer and producer for a lot of the X-Men stuff, he's come out and said that there's uh, what the f- franchise's future of R ratings is. Well, and and I, I remember, this is the one I put in here? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, what I like about this is it talks about Deadpool and it talks about 
this whole idea of like, okay, so do they benefit just from our ratings, right? And I don't know how you feel about that, but... Uh, well, I'm going to go by his quote. He says, I think that each movie we figure out what the story is, then we figure out the requirements of the story, right. and if the requirements of the story are rated or it's R-rated. Now, um, unlike DC saying, yeah, we're absolutely going to do an R-rated movie, and they're not putting a name on it or right. anything, he's just, he's hedging his bets. I mean, Deadpool makes sense for R-rating. Logan makes sense for an R rating. X Force makes sense for R rating. X Force makes for, but if, you know, they're doing the runaways right now, mm. that does not make sense for an R rating. No. If they ever do a, if Marvel were to ever do a Squirrel Girl movie, that's never going to be an R rating. No, and, and I hope that they understand that they don't need to make an R rated movie to make money. No, absolutely not. It, it, and, and this goes back to the other story we talked about. It, de- it really depends on the characters. Exactly. If I the think characters are rated, Deadpool has never not been R rated. Exactly. So, so he throwing him into PG-13. a PG 13 origin story of Wolverine mm-hmm. made no sense. Right. Exactly. And, you know, having Logan constantly stab people in the chest with dark fabric so you don't see anything <laughs> for, you know, 17 years made no sense. Right. Logan makes sense. Exactly. Um, let's see what else they put in here. Um, my instinct is that the Deadpool universe, which is Deadpool 2 and potentially X-Force, they require being R-rated because that's just Deadpool's voice in the comics. Exactly. And it's Deadpool's voice in the movie so far. I think audience will be disappointed if they got a PG-13 Deadpool movie. Could you imagine? Um, well, I th- and I, honestly, I think that's the reason why they sewed his mouth shut in X-Men Origins. Right. And they had no choice because Deadpool as a character and I, and uh, as behind on the comics as I am, I read so much of the backlog. Uh, of Deadpool, it's not a PG thirteen character. No, and especially like, how can you put Deadpool in it and not have him break the fourth wall? Exactly, and he'll look and he'll tell you to f off, and he'll say something crazy, and that's that Deadpool. That's just the way it should be. So uh, I hope that they don't forget that. And and now they're making money doing the R rateds. I don't want them to make something that's not R rated R rated, and that's something I think that's coming from this conversation. Exactly, so, like you said. You know, if they, uh, you know, if they're doing Squirrel Girl or like even Thor, Captain America, those aren't R-rated characters. No. There's no reason that those movies should be R-rated. No. Okay, know? I'll give you a perfect example because we were talking about DC saying mm-hmm. they're going to do an R-rated movie. Um, a Justice League movie does not make sense to be R-rated. No. Just as like an Avengers movie does not make sense. Exactly. If you do a very, very dark Batman movie, that can be R-rated. And that's kind of the... Where they're they're going with the Batman right exactly. now, which we may talk about more next week anyway. All right. Um, um, so the X Men TV show, which has been in the works, and we've done a lot of casting, including Stephen Moyer and Jamie Chung. Mm. Um, they they have another casting this week of Kobe Bell is going to be cast as a new character named Jace Turner. But the big thing about it is is that the rumored title has finally come out. It might be called Gifted. Mm. Because the whole premise of the X Men TV show, as opposed to the Runaways, which is also on the in the works, um, the Runaways is that kids find out that their parents are part of an evil empire and right. they run away the x-men gifted is about parents who find out their kids are mutants and they have to run i love it i love it i'll watch all that have you watched legion at all i've watched the first two episodes yeah. and it's brilliant yeah um, but i definitely need to catch up on i think it. i might i think i might check that out um, later tonight but legion is the first official x-men tv show and it's been renewed for season two awesome oh <laughs> weird i just said that i didn't even see that uh what else we got uh, X Force movie will feature Deadpool and Cable. Yeah, period. you can't. Well, you can't do an X Force movie without them. Yeah, and 
And this goes back to what we were saying. It, you know, you got to stay true to your roots and, and where you're getting the content from. If you're going to do an X-Force movie and you're not going to have Deadpool and Cable, which we know Deadpool 2 is going to have Deadpool and Cable. And Domino. And Domino. Don't don't mess with that. Um, yeah. And actually, the, the main idea about this is just think about Deadpool. is going to kind of think about Think of Deadpool as Captain America. Right with Captain America one and two, they were obviously Captain America movies. Right, they introduced other characters, but they're Captain America movies. Captain America three was an ensemble movie. Indeed. I think it's, think of the X Force as Deadpool three. You just have to think of it yeah, that way. Exactly. Uh, Logan stuff, and most of the stuff was from last week when we were going to record about as box office stuff. Uh, as when I put this in here, it was the fifth highest R rated opening of all time. Right, IMAX um, opening. Uh, second, oh, no, second biggest IMAX. Second biggest IMAX opening, uh, R-rated IMAX opening. Uh, Jackman, um, is basically gonna have some role to play when it comes to who's gonna secede him, right. uh, when it comes to future Wolverine stuff. Exactly. Uh, what else do we have here? Logan was originally planned to feature Sabretooth, which I thought- Which I'm glad they didn't. Me too, because honestly, I watched a lot of the, uh, X-Men, animated stuff that's where my x-men background really is rooted and there was always this back and forth between Sabretooth and and, and wolverine um, right because they are mortal enemies yeah basically and not to say that they they but couldn't what, pull it off but um i think I, don't they, know. I think they would have had too much explaining to do to cover what happened in in, X, in wolverine origins yeah oh that's um, true because right. they introduced Sabretooth there that. as his brother and although um uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name right now. Did a great job. Um, it's yeah. It would just be too much to to kind of resolve that. Indeed. Um, now, the one thing that people have loved about the uh, the merchandising and the promotion of uh, Logan coming is James Mangold was taking a series of black and white photographs um, uh, on the set, and he was releasing those throughout the last few months, and they are beautiful. Nice. And so a lot of people are asking, are we going to get a black and white version of Logan? Very much so we had a black and chrome version of oh, yeah. Mad Max. Um, and Mangold says, yes, it is going to happen. Cool. Now, whether it's going to be a theatrical release like a Mad Max was, or if it's going to be a bonus DVD feature, whatever, I've, I'm very excited about that. Cool, man. Because I think it's beautiful. Uh, Deadpool 2. Uh, we actually talked about the oh. first one last episode. We did these. Uh, not the second one. Uh, we talked about... Uh, uh, we talked about how David Harbour from Stranger Things is is on the shortlist for for Cable. Mm. They've actually finally cast their Domino, and it's a uh, Zazzy Beats who is from Atlanta. I told you we get back to Atlanta, nice. and she is a, a a feature performer on 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 Atlanta, and she is the one that's officially got Domino. Well, congrats to her. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be great. Uh, let's get to Marvel stuff. Um, the first thing we have is that we have a, an actual production start date for Captain Marvel. Uh, which was announced at last year's Comic Con, uh-huh. and or well, was in, uh, announced a couple years ago. They introduced Brie Larson at Comic Con. Uh, right. Production's going to start January eighth of nice. next year. Very cool. Uh, we got a bunch of Ragnarok stuff. Um, there's a couple things. There's some pictures in here. First look at Thor, Hela, and Valkyrie. You want to check? You want to check this out? Um, I well, I'm, I have a whole bunch pocketed to post these to Pinterest. Um, but what I think is the most important thing is the photo of, of Hela. Um, so it shows her holding entertainment weekly. It shows her holding Mjolnir. Right. Now, but the thing about that is, is she, it's like she caught Mjolnir. Um, she catches the hammer part, not the handle part. Right. 
So I think that's kind of important difference. So that's cool. Uh, I, like I said, we, we've got a couple things here. Uh, Kate Blanchett reveals new details about Hella. So all of this, most of this stuff that I have in here, and I'm just going to have the links in the show notes came from when we're leading up to a movie. They and, start doing production. You or, know, they do the magazines right. and stuff. This is from Entertainment Weekly. Obviously. Yeah. Well, uh, we also have an announcement from Marvel, um, that they're going to be doing a prelude, a prelude comic like they did with, uh, Captain, Captain America Civil War. Nice. Um, and the cool thing about this is it's, it could explore Hulk's origins. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, because basically we kind of have an origin story for Hulk with both the Incredible Hulk and Hulk. Uh, the both different versions. Um, but we don't have an a, an origin a version for Mark Ruffalo's version. Indeed. Um, but the Prelude comic is going to be coming out October seventeenth. Cool, man. Uh, what else do we have in Human Time? Uh, just you know they're shooting in Humans, uh, which is going to be a TV show, but they're doing an IMAX release ahead of time. Um, and they've been filling in a whole bunch of the cast are actually in production right now. They've confirmed the Lockjaw is going to be a main character in right, it, right, and right. they've cast five more people, so it's great. The last thing I want to talk about in Marvel this week with you, my friend, second to last thing. Well, let's talk about this first, then we'll come back to this, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah let's talk about Doctor Strange 2. Uh, you know, the state, the, the strange, the director actually reveals, uh, that his ideas for, for possible villains. Possible villains in, in Doctor Strange. Yeah, this too, is so. Scott Derrickson who directed the first Doctor Strange is and obviously on board for the second Doctor Strange. Right. He said um, it's going to take a dark turn, etc. He says possible, possibly nightmare, but he's a tricky villain to get right. Right. Um, you can't tell the story of Doctor Strange without eventually dealing with uh, Clea. Clea? Clea? I think it's Clea. Uh, the trouble with starting uh, with Nightmare is it's getting... So it's all talking about Nightmare. Uh, where's the other one? Movie challenging enough talks about Dormammu. Well, Clea is an is an on again off again love interest for uh, Doctor Strange, but she's also uh, in control of the dark dimension. Sure. All that said, I thought hit, that was going to no, be more than the one. Photo gallery. Oh, me these photos. Oh, that's it. No, it, it looks like those are the only two that that they're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, it does mention Dormammu in here too. So, uh, it. I really liked Doctor Strange. Honestly. So do I. And one thing I, I, I kind of hope that they can do is, uh, if I mean, if they really still bring, because I mean, uh, Dormammu is, is still there, mm. right, in the Dark Dimension, sure. um, they can start bringing in uh, uh, the Red Hood. Yeah. Because he gets some of his power from, from oh, Dormammu. I love the Red Hood. Iron Fist. Why don't you take the first one? Um, well, the, there's... They're, they, I don't understand why they're doing this, but they're giving a rationale on why Iron Fist won't wear a costume or the mask on the show, which is a very famous mask. It's the yellow bandana with the. Right. Da, 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 da. But um, I have an idea. Uh, honestly, I really don't care because <laughs> uh, I mean, if you look at, I mean, they wondered the same thing about Daredevil and why yeah. didn't he have the 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 devil outfit for the first season, and it worked out. It worked out fine. Um, I think it's. <sighs> If anything, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do the first season, very a la Daredevil, right? But then what I'm thinking is Luke Cage never puts on his, an outfit. Until the very end. Jessica Jones never puts on an outfit. Right. Uh, Daredevil doesn't put on an outfit until partway through season two. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember, like, these are still citizens of Hell's Kitchen. Exactly. And I think if they're leading up to Defenders, I, I, I feel like... By the time they get to Defenders, they're either going they're they're going to be in their outfits. Well, exactly. Well, I, I think with this is very similar to like with Daredevil. Most of the first season, he didn't go around as Daredevil. He went around as he was Matt Murdock, right? Exactly. And 
they were, it was very much like the first season of Arrow. You know, you kind of called him the Hood, but it wasn't. Right. It was still. It was yeah, whatever. With this, I think they're really trying to make it. This is Danny Rand. Mm. He's not Iron Fist yet. He's still growing into that persona. And I really think once we get to Defenders and you can embrace the duality of Power Man and Iron Fist, mm. that's when they're going to really bring in the costume. Yeah. And, and I'm going to let them develop that. I mean, the storytelling that I've seen, and I love Jessica Jones. I loved both season Daredevils or Daredevils brilliant. Although Luke Cage was a little on the slower side compare in comparison, but it was designed to be that. Um, it was, it, it's, it's fine. It's, it's still good storytelling. Yes. Um, I have no doubt, although I'm going to get into something here in a second, uh, Iron Fist hasn't received the best initial reactions exactly. from critics. Um, and, and I don't even care. And there's, I have a couple links in here. I didn't even want to bother reading them. I just wanted to put them in here because I want to talk to you because I don't care about this kind of stuff. I want to watch the show first. I hate, I hate reading reviews before I see a film. Exactly. I hate listening to pod, like I turned off a couple podcasts this week because they were talking about Logan or they were talking about, uh, uh, um, Skull Island. I haven't seen those movies yet. Exactly. I, I don't want to be tainted before because I go to the movies like, I have a couple beers. Go get my, go get my, uh, uh, popcorn. my popcorn. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to see how entertained I am. For the most part, I'm pretty entertained. Exactly. And, and I come away from that, uh, enjoying for the most part what I've seen. Sure. I could sit there and say, when I was done with Suicide Squad, I had a couple issues. The bar scene bothered me. There's a couple things that bothered me, but ultimately I actually had a decent time with the film. Exactly. Um, so rant aside, I, want to watch iron fist it's got enough flack as far as the whitewashing and all the other stuff we've been talking about i just want to watch iron fist and then we'll talk exactly so we'll leave it at that there are bad reviews there's a funny article i put in here about donald trump i could not forget i couldn't leave out uh finn jones says they filmed and he's the one who plays uh um iron fist uh Danny Danny rand he says they filmed I read this article because I love it. Uh, they filmed it so far ahead of time. They filmed it so long ago um, that the cl- current climate has changed enough where he's sort of not blaming uh, Donald Trump, but blaming the current climate of America Right. in that we're all hypersensitive and all the stuff's going on. That may be why uh, people are having a hard time with the film. Could but, be. Or not film, uh, the series. I'm still going to watch it and see I'm uh, going to watch the crap out of it. I can't wait. It actually comes out tomorrow. Yeah, really I quick. Say. Tomorrow, yeah, I think right? it's tomorrow. I have just one last thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.K. Rowling came out this week and announced that she's uh, uh, already well into the script for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2. And it's actually going to start filming in August. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the worst Netflix show ever. As uh, people are reporting in chat. <laughs> yeah. I hope <laughs> and, not either. And if it is, it is. But I'm going to watch the whole thing. Because I, I need my context before I get to Defenders, period. Absolutely. And how many episodes are we talking about? 12? 12, 13, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, all right. So convention stuff, and then we're out. Last Saturday was returning registration. and March 11th. March 11th. And here's the deal. Uh, as far as people who have been to Comic-Con before, as of... Last year, if you went to Comic-Con last year, you were eligible for returning registration is what they call it. Right. They give priority to folks who have been there. They throw everybody who is who had a badge last year into a lottery 
and you get into a lobby. Yeah, basically what happens, the way they do it is this. Say, I, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but mm. say, for example, um, last year there were 100,000 badges sold. Yeah. Okay? Those people that had hundred those 100,000 badges, the people that had those badges, are allowed to come for returning registration where they release half of this year's badges. Exactly. So those 100,000 people are trying for 50,000 badges. Theoretically. Theoretically. Now, once you get to open reg, it's the millions of people that are still trying to go are trying after that other 50,000. To get whatever's left. Exactly. So, that said, uh, Will, the RNG gods were on Will's side. I got in in like three minutes. Like, seriously, like, the thing refreshes every two minutes. By the time, like, the second refresh came, Will was in. in. I, I got a text. I was at work. I was doing Saturday school. Will texted me, oh, we got, I got in. We got our tickets. This is the first time that we've got in so early that we had not only all four days. But preview night. But also preview night, which is pretty cool. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to apply for press because if we apply for press and we get it, we get that money refunded to us. And those tickets go back on the market. Exactly. So um, it, it benefits other folks as well. But I'm just stoked knowing now that I don't have to worry about if I get denied uh, press, we can go forward. We can get our, our, our hotel. We can worry about all the other stuff later. So. Yeah, and I mean, you had all you had all four days last year. You didn't have. Pre- I did. Yeah, you didn't have preview last year. But I got a couple days in pre-reg and a couple days right. in open. And it was a little different for me because I only had Thursday and Sunday last yeah. year, and um, so I can only, I had to really pick and choose the times that I could go. And really, Sunday it's hard to go to the the convention center mm. when your plane's taking off at like one in the afternoon or something. Exactly. So uh, I'm excited because now. You know, because there were times where, like you would want to go in the convention center, like, oh, well, you can't go in, so I feel bad leaving you out there. Right. And I would always tell you, just go anyway. I don't care. But it's kind of cool that we don't have to be like connected at the hip now because we can both go in whenever we want. We can do whatever. We, we go see what panels we want. We don't. Exactly. Yeah, we don't have to try to figure out anything else. And on top of that, before I forget, uh, we are going to. I'm already in the preliminary stage of planning our meetup. Yeah, we uh, are. So we're definitely. That's definitely happening. We're having the passionately usual trap cantina. The passionately casual Carillion trap cantina. Even forgot Carillion. Oh, it's like I'm hosting the show or something. Um, so that oh, burn. Uh, I I'm excited about it. We're gonna make it happen. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. If you are in San Diego in July, come hang out with us. It's gonna be a blast. Um, some other uh, convention news. Stone Brewing Company is gonna do their HopCon again. It's year five of that. Uh, beer tasting, big deal. It's usually on the Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, about five, six hours of beer tasting. It's going to be amazing. Um, we also have uh, a preliminary announcement about open registration. Right. Uh, it's going to be early to mid-April. So if you would like to go to the convention have a chance at badges, go to uh, – just all you have to do is Google SDCC. Go to the website, get a member ID, and as long as you have a member ID in enough time – You'll have access to that. Badges? We don't need no stinking don't badges. Need no badges. Also, Game of Thrones, the musical. Yeah, and it's being called a song of nice satire instead oh. of a song of ice and fire. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So, uh, you love Game of Thrones, you love musicals, so why not combine uh, both by taking a performance of Game of Thrones, the musical, a song of uh, nice satire? It's gonna be performed nightly, Thursday, July twentieth through Saturday, July twenty second. With performances at 6 and 9 p.m. Um, at the 10th Avenue, uh, Art Center. Um, and that's obviously downtown there. So bar and free live entertainment on the rooftop from five to nine nightly. 
Regular admission is 40 bucks. So okay, we might have to try it because it says there's going to be 12 original <clears throat> songs, <clears throat> tap dancing direwolves, what a Dothraki love ballad, oh, I didn't read that, and even a hip hop Tyrian solo number. Oh my god! And it says though you can, it says there are early bird special uh, as a thirty dollars uh, early, or you can get VIP for 120 bucks. So cool. Uh, that's and 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 the link I have in the show notes is to SDCC undercover blog, which covers all the offsite events and stuff like that so uh definitely worth checking out absolutely if you are interested in going down there and the last thing i have is uh some renovation to uh the well we already gas talk- lamp multiplex yeah well we well the, the gas lamp area we already talked about how dick's last resort is no longer right um there is a theater up uh it's the um uh where is it yeah, it's right here on the corner of, of uh, g and fifth yeah fifth and g mm-hmm. and uh the the reason why I remember it is we were going to Holly, uh, House of ba- Hollywood Babylon Hollywood Babylon at yep. the House of Blues and we passed this theater and a few years ago they were doing a psych musical indeed there and so they were doing that well it's being turned into a fifteen screen multiplex yeah it's pretty cool the picture the first picture on the link I have in the show notes actually um, on that corner right about here is where we saw the guys from Psych walking yeah. through walking past us and we're like. Wait, yeah, we, we saw uh, Dulé uh, Hill and uh, James something. Indeed. So we were walking up there. Anyway, it's pretty cool. They're redoing this whole thing um, into something awesome. So here we are. Uh, man, dude, we did a contest. We missed a week. We came back Showed strong. Showed 45 minutes of trailer. We did trailer time. Um, I, I, think, I think I'm done talking. Me too. For a long time. Yes. So we're done. Uh, I think we're done. I'm joking. Thanks for tuning into the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, I'm at Darth Potts on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So take time to find, find us on there. Share us. Hey, give, give us, us a reading. Couple, give us a couple stars. A couple stars. I would love it. And if you leave us a comment on iTunes, Oh, my God. I might actually uh, give you some love on the show. Crazy, right? He'd choose in his pants. <laughs> wow. Uh, Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. Uh, you'll have access to our blooper reels. Now that we're doing trailer time at the beginning of the show, um, you'll get access to that as well. And any other goodies, depending on the tier that you sign up for. So thanks to all of you that do that. Thanks to all of our patrons. You guys are awesome, awesome people. We also have audibletry.com slash usual podcast. Audiobooks are coming up that are amazing. We talked about uh, Inferno, Inferno Squad. Squad. Thrawn. Uh, we have Thrawn coming up. Um, and that's just Star Wars stuff. If you're into longer novels, you want to get your bang for your buck. If you like Game of Thrones, uh, we've, which we talked about, or anything from Brandon Sanderson, you can get a 40-hour audiobook for n- free. So I'm not sure why you're not doing it, but you're not doing it because I can see the numbers, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Do that. Maybe su- everybody here's already subscribed to, to Audible. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so support the show. Either way, thanks for listening, and we appreciate everything. And, um, you know. Make sure you have a fun. Are you? Are you? Well, if you're not having a fun. Well, if you're, if you're not having a fun, you ain't doing it right. And so thanks for being here. We'll see you all next week. Peace.